What is up, Houdat Nation? The Saints are two and five. The Saints are two and five. They're a really bad football team. And we have a lot to talk about as we approach midnight on this Thursday. Dennis Allen shits the bet again. This offense turned over the ball way too many times. This defense continues to make the same mistakes that have been plaguing them since September. And I'm royally pissed off. Let's talk about it here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. Once again, guys, Saints fall to the Cardinals, 42-34. It was never that close. It was never that close. The Saints started off really hot, played, I thought, really good football early in this game. I thought that you saw Andy Dalton move the ball well. He had a deep touchdown to Rashid Shahid. Chris Olave was getting things going. And then everything imploded in the final four minutes of this, the first half, just like everything imploded in the final four minutes of the second half of the Bengals game. Because bad teams make the same mistakes over and over again, simply because they're bad. And I've tried. I've tried very hard. I know people have told me that sometimes I'm too pessimistic with this Saints team, whatever. And I've tried to take the high road. I've tried to give them a second chance. But all I can say right now is we're through week seven. And I've had enough with the Dennis Allen-led Saints. No, that doesn't mean I'm jumping ship. That would be the dumbest thing in the world. I will be sitting here for the rest of this season, for the offseason, talking all things Saints because I love this franchise to death. But week seven for the Saints is up, and I'm done watching Dennis Allen, and I'm done giving him chances. This team is undisciplined. This team is unimpressive. This team makes critical mistakes at the time where you can't afford it. They have no heart. The body language is a mess. They're just a bad football team, and I'm tired of them making the same mistakes. And every week, Dennis Allen sits there and tells us, It's not time to panic. The NFC South is there for the taking. Or, yeah, we saw stuff that we liked on the tape and we're going to improve it. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's always been bullshit. They have not fixed any mistakes that they made early in this year. They just continue to make them. He watched Andy Dalton throw three picks in the first half, including two pick sixes. And you know what he said? I told the reporters, just keep doing what you're doing. You can't be fucking serious, man. You can't be fucking serious. Dennis Allen was a god-awful head coach with the Raiders. And guess what? Through seven games with the Saints, he's been god-awful. He was 8-28 and 28 with the Raiders. 8-28. and 28, And he got fired. And now he's 2-5 and five with the Saints. And I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers right now, but let's just be honest with each other real quick. I've seen minority head coaches get unfairly fired after one bad season. Dennis Allen's about to have his third awful season. Not bad, third awful season. He's a defensive-minded head coach with a defense that absolutely stinks right now. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of injuries in the secondary. But what's the excuse for the run defense sucking? What's the excuse for the front four not getting any pressure on the quarterback at a consistent rate? What's the excuse for the critical penalties that they make week in and week out? What's the excuse for not tackling well? These are all things that the coaching staff tells you they took care of during the week. But it's all a fucking lie because they make the same mistake. We got to watch it for 60 minutes. And then we got to be lied to in the press conference that things will change and they'll turn things around. None of that's going to happen. None of that is going to fucking happen until the Saints make a change here. And I can't even feel good about it right now because I don't know if the Saints have the balls to fire Dennis Allen when this season's over. And I don't want to hear that I'm being too rash and I will get to all your comments in just a little bit. I promise I will. I see all of them. I appreciate the love as always. 
But the Saints gave Dennis Allen the job because they told you continuity continuity was key, right? Because apparently, apparently, it's not defense that wins games. It's not creativity on offense. It's not taking care of the football or forcing turnovers. Apparently, continuity is what, win game, what wins games in the National Football League. Continuity has gotten you 2-5. and five. It's gotten you embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss. You have no QB of the future. You have no head coach of the future. You have no first-round pick, which is shaping up to be a top-five fucking pick in a draft that has Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker and Will Levis. You don't have that pick. You know who does the Eagles? The Eagles who are 6-0 and and running the NFC. And again, I don't want to be pessimistic, but where the fuck is the light at the end of this tunnel right now? There is nothing to look forward to. And I feel bad for you guys because you guys every single week are ready to watch the Saints and, and invest into a team that we all dearly love. But they continue to screw up and wet the bed every single week. There's no reason why this should have been a loss the way it was. There's no reason why last week should have been a loss. There's no reason why the Panthers game should have been lost or the Bucs game should have been a loss. But you know what? Just like Sean Payton and Drew Brees found ways to win games because good teams always find ways to win, bad teams find ways to lose. And Dennis Allen, you were an exceptional defensive coordinator, but you're a terrible fucking head coach. You're terrible. There's no way around it. And he's not the only one to blame before I get into your comments and kind of talk about what's going on. If we're going to be real with each other, like if we're going to be real with each other right now, it's not just Dennis Allen. Pete Carmichael was ready to ride off into the sunset and retire. We thought the Saints were going to get a new OC. You know what the Saints did? They gave Pete Carmichael the, the OC job for this season. And sometimes he gets things cooking. Don't get me wrong. There's some plays where I say, okay, I think Pete Carmichael's doing a pretty good job. I think they're moving the ball. And they get into the red zone, and he has no idea what to do. I mean, you're keeping Taysom Hill on the bench. You're keeping Kamara on the bench. And you're throwing to Mark Ingram in the flat. If you're going to throw the ball in the flat to a running back, it should be going to Alvin Kamara. It shouldn't be going to Mark Ingram. Wasting plays on second down after an incomplete pass on first down. And you want to know why the body language on guys like Kamara looks off? You're not getting them the ball in critical moments. We're through seven games and Alvin Kamara doesn't have a fucking touchdown. Do you know how embarrassing that is? We're talking about a guy who had six touchdowns in one game. Six. He doesn't have one through seven games this season. And that's on coaching. I'm tired of the same mistakes. Rashid Shahid has two really good creative plays called for him this year. He scored a touchdown on those two plays. We never see him after that. He scores touchdowns when he gets the chance, and then he just sits on the bench for the rest of the game or doesn't have any play calls designed for him. That's on coaching. I said last week when Rashid Shahid had a touchdown, I said, you know what? I'll give them the pass that we didn't see him for the rest of the game because I thought maybe he wasn't part of the game plan. You could have game plan for this one. And you decided that, no, you know, one big play at the the beginning of the game, that's good enough. That's embarrassing. That is utterly embarrassing. You love to run Taysom Hill power, QB power plays, except when it matters most in the red zone. That goes out the window. You tell us that Andy Dalton's going to start because he gives you a calming presence. But I don't know what was so calming about watching three interceptions. And don't get me wrong, the, the Marquez Callaway one, that was not on him. That was on Marquez Callaway. But Andy Dalton made some terrible decisions. And let's be fair. If we're going to rip Jameis Winston when he makes terrible decisions, let's rip Andy Dalton when he makes uh, terrible decisions as well. But this is on coaching. I see this Saints team, and it seems like they know when they fuck up, there are no consequences. And that shouldn't be a surprise to us. Because I don't know if you guys remember, Mark Ingram was on Kay Adams' show when Sean Payton was on. And he talked about how he knew when Sean Payton was the coach and he fumbled, he would get a look. 
He can't fumble around Sean Payton. There would be a look, and, and you don't want to really get reprimanded. Dennis Allen, it seems like you can fumble all you want. You can miss as many tackles as you want. It doesn't matter. He's just going to sit there with that stupid fucking blank look on his face. And don't get me wrong. Dennis Allen's probably a good guy. I'll never know. There's no way I'm going to be able to interview him after this podcast. But I am so tired of watching the same results. You could say whatever you wanted about Sean Payton. I liked that if you fucked up, he was going to let you know about it. We're seeing fumbles in critical moments. We're seeing shanked punts in critical moments. We're seeing missed field goals in critical moments. We're seeing drops in critical moments. We're seeing missed tackles every fucking down. But it doesn't matter because the coach allows it. So if the coach allows it because he's really the substitute teacher in all of this, that's what's going to happen. And I know it's only seven games and there's still 10 more left to play. But just like I said last week, the Saints have shown us nothing to sit here and say, man, I really think that they could turn this around. I don't. I don't. And, and this idea that it's all injury-based, it's not all injury-based. Because the Cardinals were without their starting left guard tonight. They were that without their starting center. Their starting right guard, right guard got hurt in this game. James Conner missed the game. Marquise Hollywood-Brown missed the game. Their starting kicker missed the game. And Cliff Kingsbury is their head coach who basically got told to sit the fuck down by his quarterback. That's the team you went up against tonight. They scored nine points against Seattle, and they put up 42 on the Saints today. The same Seattle that gave up 39 to the Saints a couple of weeks ago. We have reached that point in the season, and I'll end it on this before I get to your comments. We have reached that point in the season where the Saints are the team that when you're going through your schedule and you need to get right game, you say, hey, are we playing New Orleans? We're playing on them? Okay. We know we can right the ship then. And I can't believe we got into this point. And I'll say it one more time. Because I said it earlier this year, and I meant it. And now I mean it more than I ever did. I enjoyed watching last year's practice squad Saints team being scrappy as hell under Sean Payton way more than this team. And this team has way more talent than last year's. But this team has no heart. An attitude reflects leadership, and I am seeing zero good, positive vibes from this Saints team. None. But you know what? When the head coach comes in, and his moves were to go after a quarterback with 22 civil lawsuits, to trade a DB who has turned himself into one of the best slot cornerbacks in the league just because they didn't want to pay him a certain amount of money and they were jawing at each other in practice. When you let the best free-range safety in the league go because you didn't want to pay a couple of dollars more, who's that on? You're all making those decisions. The Saints have made two good moves this offseason. One of them was deciding to let Teron Armstead walk because they didn't want to pay enough money for a tackle that gets injured. And you know what? I love Teron Armstead, but guess what, guys? He's banged up right now. And the second thing they did was say, hey, we need a receiver. They drafted Chris Olave. But you can't even fully enjoy that one right now because the Eagles have their first-round pick. Those are the only two moves I really like this offseason in terms of how they panned out. And we've, we've now reached this point, and I'm sure there's comments in the chat about it. I have not seen it, but I bet there is one. There are probably a bunch of you probably asking, are the Saints going to be sellers at the deadline? Who can the Saints trade in the coming months or in the offseason or whatever? And now, a question that I thought two, three weeks ago, I'd say, guys, slow your rolls. That's a little premature. That's, that, that might be too much. You guys are absolutely right. And I don't want to hear one more person tell me, be patient, they're going to turn around. Because I've lost my patience. You have to show us that you can actually win games, and then show us you could stack wins. The Saints have two wins this year. One of them, James Winston went nuclear, 
The other one, Taysom Hill went nuclear. So outside of Herculean performances from Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, this team has done nothing. And I think it will continue that way until they look themselves in the mirror and say, we fucked up. And, I, and, I'll, and again, I said I would end it a minute ago. I'm going to end it on this before I get to your comments. It's one thing to make a mistake. For example, hiring Dennis Allen right now looks like a major mistake. But the best way to get over that is by addressing and realizing, hey, I fucked up and doing something about it. Because I promise you, if the Saints finish this season 5-12, and 6-11, and 7-10, and Dennis Allen gets to keep his job, it's a fucking joke. Just like the whole hiring process was. Because they brought in people for interviews. And we all knew know deep down who was going to get the job. We all knew it. We all knew it was going to be Dennis Allen. But we said, you know what? Maybe he learned from his time at the Raiders. He spent a lot of time with Sean Payton. Sean Payton's one of the best in the business. Maybe he learned. You know what? He has not learned much. The penalties are sloppy. The team has no discipline. And it's the same stupid look on his face every single game. I'm glad that a lot of you New Orleans fans have the Pelicans to root for because that seems to be something really special and they seem to be ascending because this team is free-falling and it's not pretty at all. And we're going to be here for the next 10 weeks talking about it and every time they continue to go down this trend, we're going to have to be open and honest about the fact that Dennis Allen ain't it and you can argue over who which quarterback you want in the game. They don't have their quarterback of the future and they don't even have a first-round pick to address the QB of the future. And that's on poor management. And it all starts at the top because Mickey Loomis deserves some blame in this too. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait until this entire offseason. We have to hear about who they trade Sean Payton to and whether or not they get a fair package. And then when Sean goes, he'll probably pluck some players from the Saints roster because guess what? It's all fucking nepotism with this organization sometimes. It's so ridiculous. I really am tired of it. Now, without further ado, I'm just going to start rapid firing, pulling up comments that you guys have in here. And if one of them or any of them really catches my eye particularly, I'm going to pull it up and we'll chat about it for a little bit. Um, but again, as always, guys, I appreciate you guys staying in here. It really, it really does mean a lot. So you guys saying it's not the season you were expecting. Some of you are saying start the fire sale. Here's a good one. Potty man 27. Which players do you feel the Saints will try to trade away and will DA last the rest of the season? So I don't think the Saints are going to try to trade away anyone um, before the deadline. I just, the saints aren't like that. They, they never have been. I, I just don't think they really will. If anything, they're dumb enough to try and be buyers and they would be sellers. And part of that's because they keep looking at division standing and saying, Hey, we got a chance. But if you notice in the division standings, the saints are never going up because the wind column stays the same the whole time. So, uh, th- if they catch onto that, maybe they'll realize they shouldn't be buyers, but in terms of who they might want to trade, maybe in the off season, I think we have to be honest with ourselves. David Onyemata is no longer a good football player. He's a bad football player now. He doesn't make an impact during these games at all. And I can gladly say that because I'm watching these games with an eye on him, waiting for him to have that big moment, and he's not doing it. Cam Jordan, I think you got to keep Cam. Still a good leader. Still making some plays here and there, but I would like to see him move inside a little bit more. Michael Thomas, that's a big cap number. $13 million, I don't know how you get rid of it. And I love Michael Thomas in terms of when he's on the field, he's playing well, but he's rarely on the field anymore. So I'm sure that's something that people might want to look at. Uh, as for other ones, I, I, I think you got to seriously consider what to do with Tyron Matthew. Only a $3 million cap hit next year. And I'm sorry, LSU fans. I know you don't want to hear this. Tyron Matthew, out of all the players on the Saints right now, he has the worst body language. He sits there walking around. You know, the Saints keep saying we're going to enjoy our mini bye week after this. They get 10 days off. Tyron Matthew's been taken off since August. 
So I don't know what matters to him at this point. That's a player that I think the Saints can move off of. Stop getting older at safety. Get younger at safety. Or better yet, when you draft a kid from Utah named Marcus Williams and he plays really well, think about re-signing him instead of letting him go to the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe that would be a better idea there. So that's someone you know that I think the Saints would be better off getting rid of at this rate. As for DA, will he last the rest of the season? I think he will. And, and I'll say something again. And I said this on last podcast because we had a similar conversation. I said... I'm not a fan of mid-coach, uh, mid-season firings because, one, you better have someone who could step in and do the job while that coach is gone. And B, that really only do- all it does really motivate you for one week because everyone who fires their head coach, they usually win the game after because they're all inspira- you know, inspired and playing motivated football, and then they go right back to the dumps. So to me, it doesn't really matter if you fire Dennis Allen tomorrow, you fire Dennis Allen in two weeks, you fire him in a month from now, or you fire him in February. All that matters to me is that he's not the head coach next year because you can tell very quickly whether or not you can make it in this league. Everyone talks about the Giants being 5-1, and one, and everyone's trying to figure out how they're doing it because they're playing a high school-style offense, a lot of wildcat. You know, They're not really doing anything flashy. You know what matters for the Giants? They found the right coach in Brian Dayball. And Brian Dayball is doing a great job of maximizing the guys he has in the building. Their roster is not very good. It's really not. But they're a 5-1 team. And Dennis Allen, injuries and all, still has a decent enough roster. Decent enough that they should not be 2-5. And, and yet, that is their record. Three games under 500 with upcoming games against the Raiders, the Ravens, the 49ers, the Bucks, the Rams, the Steelers. That should be a schedule that's somewhat favorable. But do you trust them to win any of them? No. So I think DA will last the rest of the season. But I promise you from now, if the Saints decide that DA has showed enough to go into next year as a head coach, you're just throwing away another season. You're just throwing it away. He has been a coach for three and a half years, or th- I would say two and a quarter in, in with uh, Oakland at the time they were in Oakland. And now he's been with the Saints for a little bit over almost a half now. And we have not seen positive results. His best moment was as an interim coach, a 9-0 game. 9-0 game. That, that's his shining moment. More coaching change now around the season. I think the locker room has been lost. I see you guys talking about that. Tackling. <laughs> what did we hear earlier this week from Dennis Allen, right? They spent extra time working on tackling. That's great because there was one particular play where I watched Justin Evans, Tyron Matthew, Chris Harris, Demario Davis, and Pete Werner all miss a tackle on the same play. All of them miss a tackle on that one play. And it's always the same suspects, right? Chris Harris Jr., who has pretty much been a practice squad, uh, practice squad elevation every single week. He's been the Saints' probably best tackler in the, in the secondary over the last couple of weeks. That's embarrassing. No knock on Chris Harris. He's had a hell of a career. But at this stage in his career, he should not be their best tackler in the secondary. That, that is just so embarrassing. And all of you guys are saying what happened and what went wrong. It's coaching, man. Coaching in the NFL dictates so much. Like we said last year, Sean Payton was working with practice squad guys, working with a different quarterback every three weeks. It was Jameis, then it was Simeon, then it was Taysom, then it was Ian Book, then it was Taysom again, then it was back to Simeon. It didn't matter because there's no excuses in the NFL. Everyone's banged up. Everyone's going through adversity. You either make it or you don't. And Dennis Allen does not make shit happen when you need him to. That's what happens. No, I have a, someone says, uh, Andre says, you know, you have a coaching issue when the defense is, is bad and your coach was a defensive coordinator. It's Matt Patricia with the Lions all over again, except with better personnel. That's a very good point. I think when your side of the ball that you're supposed to be an expert on doesn't do well, that's, that's very damning to me. Very damning to me. You know, I, I just don't get it. 
I'm going to pull this comment up because it was really weird to me. I'm a bandwagon Bucks fan at this point. I don't care how stupid you say it is uh, of me to be a Bucks fan, but at least that team has won two Super Bowls and won with Tom Brady. Saints are trash ass team by. Yeah, look, if you got to jump on a bandwagon, then you're not a fan of a certain team. And to that point, with this bringing up, it's whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I- I'll say this. Um, nobody, if you're a Saints fan, is jumping ship. But the difference about being a Saints fan compared to other fan bases, and, and this is something that I love about Saints fans, is if there's a problem, we're going to let you know about it. And right now, there is a problem with the Saints. This was not supposed to be a 2-5 and five team. It, it just wasn't. And I think what's so frustrating is they're not getting better. They're not getting better. They're making the same mistakes every week. Part of me wants to laugh. The other part of me wants to cry. The other part of me wants to have a, one of those hysterical joker, just crying laugh mixtures. I just don't understand how this keeps happening. And you know how it keeps happening? Your coaches don't actually do shit during the, uh, during the week. And, and I see you guys mentioning it. Fire that excuse for head coach. It, it goes through the whole staff. The whole staff. I mean, you have co-defensive coordinators. I'll just say this about life because this isn't just about the NFL. Sometimes there's a reason why certain jobs, there's one person that runs it. Could you imagine if we had co-presidents? No, there's a president and a vice president. I know not all of you have watched The Office, but for the ones that have watched The Office, you know how it goes with co-managers with Jim and Michael. It does not go very well. One guy to run the job. You got co-defensive coordinators who aren't. Uh, what is their job? The defense is terrible now. And, and how about the offense? Pete Carmichael's running a freaking system from 1975. If the Saints were playing in the 80s, they'd be a pretty good team because they built their defensive line with a bunch of defensive tackles. They got no speed on the edge. They play the smash mouth football style. The year is 2022. You win football games by having good quarterback play, by moving the ball through the air, by being innovative. I look around the league. I see a team like the 49ers go to trade for Christian McCaffrey. In my head, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how Shanahan uses CMC. If the Saints had CMC with Kamara, both of them would be out in the red zone. They'd be on the sideline watching the Saints throw a screen pass to Mark Ingram because that's how fucking stupid the Saints get sometimes. So it really is, in the NFL, more than any other league, coaching dictates so much. And it, it's so frustrating that a Saints roster is so squandered right now by just bad coaching. And again, don't tell me it's all injuries. It's not. It's not all injuries. People bring up Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. I hate to say it. Chris Olave looks so good. Are we sure he's not wide receiver one? Because I think he already is. The kid is that good. So it's not all injuries. It really isn't. I understand your defense can't be bad if your defensive coordinator turned head coach. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I, I see I see you here talking about the injuries. The injuries matter to a certain extent, right? The injuries matter with, let's say, Hopkins, right? Because Lattimore, Adebo, having them in there, that would be a better job of shutting down, you know, Hopkins and, and limiting, uh, you know, honestly, it was just him, really. I'm looking at the rest of the, the stat chart. You really didn't see much. But yeah, that, that part matters. But the Saints are moving the ball without Michael Thomas, without Jarvis Landry. And then in the red zone, they suck because of bad coaching. So... That, that's where I try to you know boil it down to. Luke says, if you wanted to blame a player, you could only blame Dalton. I don't think you can only blame Dalton. I think a large chunk of the player blame pie can go to Andy Dalton. And I think part of it is that horrible interception he threw the first time. Out of all the plays Andy Dalton made, that was the worst one. Because at the minimum, you were guaranteed three points. And instead, an eight-minute drive left you with zero and when people have the Andy Dalton-Jameis Winston debate, I've always kept this mentality, and I will continue to keep this mentality. I always said you play the healthier quarterback, and when Jameis gets healthy enough, I think you should start because there is upside with Jameis Winston. 
But what I'll say about the Andy Dalton thing is if Andy Dalton's going to start, the one thing Andy Dalton has to do is take care of the football. Because when you have Jameis Winston as a starter, you are you're accepting that there are going to be some bad plays here. But you know what? Fuck it. I want the play action pass. I want the deep bombs to Olave, to Rashid Shahid that I think I get with Jameis. So I'm I'm with that. But when Andy Dalton comes in and he has three picks, that can't fly. Remember, he only had one pick through the Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals games. That was great. That's good, man. That's what you want. One pick through three games, you sign up for that every day with Andy Dalton. When you have three in one game, and I know one of them's not his fault because Callaway just absolutely butchered that slam pass, it, it just can't happen. It just can't. I see what you guys talk about being a realist and whatnot. Look, that's a problem, right? There's, there's this line where people start arguing optimist, real, uh, optimistic, pessimistic, whatever you are. I'm being realistic. Saints are a bad team, and it pains me to say it. It pains me to say it, man. You got to walk in the street with your goddamn Saints sweatshirt on. You got to get shit from people asking what the hell's wrong with your team this year. And you can't tell them. They haven't been watching the games. They don't give a fuck what's wrong with your team. They just want to kind of piss you off, you know? You know when you have that group chat that every time your team loses, your friends can't wait to hit you up and be like, oh, what happened? That, that's what this type of year has become. But if you're a realist and you can accept that they stink, it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, I just don't get the deal with Shahid. Dude makes two game-changing plays back-to-back weeks, and the coaches say, fuck you to his face. Yeah, that is the typical, we are not game-planning enough and being smart enough about our personnel because you know this kid's got lightning speed. You saw it on the end around, you saw it on the deep pass, and you can't find other ways to get him involved. You can't. Who's that fall on? It doesn't fall on the kid because he's the one with, that could run 21 miles an hour and has blazing speed and can take it from point A to point B in three seconds. That's on the coach. You can't figure it out. That is absolutely on the coach. So th- that's the problem with me. That's, that's the deal with Shahid. It's the same thing you guys were complaining about with Deontay Hardy earlier this year before he got hurt. And I know Deontay had a different situation because he struggled and was making mistakes. But I remember with Deontay, a lot of you guys were hitting me up in the live stream and saying, Chris, why aren't we using him deep? And I kept saying, man, I don't know. I, I, th- I think maybe they just don't want to use him because they have Olave. But clearly, this coaching staff is just, just unfit for the job. Unfit, man. And, and I see you guys, more of you guys talking about it and, and about Shahid. But it's just typical, like I said, bad teams. When shit hits the fan, you know it when you see it. And we watched two pick sixes. In the final five minutes of the first half, I couldn't wait for that game to go to halftime. I couldn't wait. You, you, that game, the Saints started off, looked like the better team. And even when it was 14-14, you thought, all right, it's, it's fine. Like 14-14, you could go into the half, or you maybe get three points here. Maybe you're leading at the half, get the ball back to Cardinals. You, you're in this game. You're in this game, and you're dictating the tempo, which is great. And shit hit the fan, and they never recovered. And instead of recovering, they just kept scrambling. They threw up on the floor, and then they slipped in their own throw-up, and they rolled in it. And I know that sounds disgusting, but that's what they did today. That's what they did. Dennis Allen plays ultra-conservative, and I don't get it. Did they throw away all the analytics with Peyton? It doesn't make sense. Everyone knows ultra-conservative doesn't work in the NFL anymore. To your point, John, about ultra-conservative, the Saints ran the ball really well on the Bengals last week. And because they did that, they said, oh, let's, let's just keep running the football like this, and let's just get super vanilla. And guess what? The Bengals kept scoring seven. The Saints kept settling for three. And when the math all checked out, the Bengals ended up winning that game. So to your point, John, you're absolutely right. Uh, They have been getting super conservative. And 
putting that that ultra conservative style with a coaching staff that is already struggling to get these guys to make the correct plays to execute the fundamentals, the basics to do tackling correctly, to not get sloppy penalties, all that together. It's a bad team. I see you guys all talking about it. No energy. It's a terrible feeling. Every single, uh, every single side of the football is worth panicking over. It's, it's, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. And to, to Margaret's point here, urgency is okay in the NFL. You know, I don't like when he does it because it's different. But when Tom Brady, when, when Tom Brady yells at his offensive lineman like last week, I hated it because Tom Brady missed practice that week. It just, in my opinion, didn't sit well with me when a player's missing practice and berating his offensive line. But I like when players show emotion. I like when coaches show emotion because I want to know that you care. Dennis Allen's just sitting there watching shit hit the fan and there's no response. He, he's acting like he's one of us. Look, when the Saints start wet in the bed and, and Dalton has two pick sixes in a row, we can't do anything about it. We're just watching the game. You're the fucking head coach. You can do something about this. You just sat there and watched. And you should know that it's possible for your team to implode in a four-minute span because they just did it four days ago against the Bengals. So please, please, if anyone has anything good to say about Dennis Allen, spare it for tonight because I cannot take it. I cannot. This guy, and I, and I truly mean this, is not a head coach. He is, he's not a head coach. <laughs> my guy's free from work. You got about eight years before you give up on this team. I, I will not, I will never give up on this team in terms of loving the franchise, but Holy shit, man, th this is, this is painful. I see a lot of you guys was, was saying fire Dennis Allen being done with Dennis Allen. I'm just gonna start pulling up some of your comments here. See what you guys have to say. Um, some of you guys talking about defense being shit. Quarterback play is mid old with injuries. Bullshit coach. Yeah. Connor, that pretty much sums it up, man. That pretty much sums it up. Moises says, do you think the front office will actually do something about DA this season? This season, no. No, I think DA is going to get it through the rest of the season, and I promise you from now, because this is how bullshit happens, DA will find a way for the Saints to maybe finish the season on a high note and then be like, well, you know, Mickey, we, were, we had injuries and we just started the season on the wrong foot. You know, we need another shot at this. And that's where you're going to lose people. Because if Dennis Allen gets to run this shit back next year, knowing damn well he has no first-round pick, but more importantly, he has no clue what he's doing. Not having a first-round pick, that stinks. Not having a clue what you're doing, that's worse. Dennis Allen has neither going for him right now. And if, if he comes back again, that's where the real problem starts. You know, that, that really is where the problem starts. It starts. And thank you guys for saying that I'm spitting. Uh, I do appreciate it. I'm spitting, you know, Literally two at the same time. You know, if I get too animated, there might be some spit flying. So it's a good thing you guys are behind the computer screen just like I am. So I don't get you guys, uh, you know, drenched over there. 2014 roster is pretty good. Almost reminds us of what we're watching this year. I'm glad you mentioned that. So with Dennis Allen, he got two full seasons. And the Raiders said, we're going to give you a third after being terrible in the first two. He had eight wins in his first two seasons. Raiders said, we're going to give you a third. And after four games of him not winning... They said, dude, we got to get rid of you. And my fear is that the Saints can go down the same road where they give Dennis Allen two full years. And I think that's ridiculous. I just think it's ridiculous. Can we talk about, can we also talk about Loomis with the moves they made and putting DA in charge? It starts, it's time to start looking at his role with the team. I've always said this about Mickey Loomis. With Mickey Loomis, you didn't have to worry about him as much as Sean Payton because Sean Payton is so smart. And I'm not trying to be like a Sean Payton dick rider or some shit. That's not me. But he, it, Sean Payton knows his shit. 
he knows football. And at least when he was with him, you didn't have to worry about questionable decision-making that much. Now, there were times where the Saints went for it and failed, and it blew up. Jairus Bird, C.J. Spiller, Brandon Browner, the list goes on and on in terms of free agency moves that didn't work. But there were a lot of times where the Saints made these savvy moves, and Mickey Loomis got a lot of the credit, but I thought a lot of it should have went to Sean because Sean knows his football. But either way, every move that the Saints, big move that the Saints have made this year, backfire. Getting rid of Marcus Williams, stupid. Trading C.J. Garner-Johnson, stupid. Bringing in Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, they have done nothing. The two of them have done nothing. And I think Marcus May can turn it around because I've seen Marcus May do well in New York. Tyron Matthews getting older, and Tyron Matthews had a hell of a career. And Tyron Matthew, in my mind, will still be one of the most electrifying safeties I've ever gotten to watch in my life. But he's no longer that. He's not that player anymore. He's not. So I do agree with you. Loomis has to be put in question a little bit too. But the problem is the Saints have this camaraderie bullshit about everyone's butt buddies and continuity this and we all know Sean Payton well and we all came together in 2006 that was 16 years ago man shit in the NFL changes like that so quickly and you see it you see coaches look outdated and their systems not work and teams move off of it so it's up to the Saints knowing that if this continues and it doesn't work do you have the guts to change it because if you don't you're you're really screwing over the franchise you're screwing over the fan base Screwing over the roster, the guys that actually earn this shit. It's frustrating. Can't sleep knowing the Eagles could have a top five pick next year. Uh, I hate to be that guy, but buddy, we better hope that it's only a top five pick at this rate. It might be top three with the way this team's going, you know? See you guys more. T- <laughs> it's my birthday and all I wanted was dub. Mac, man, I am sorry about that. Happy birthday, though. I hope you have a fantastic birthday weekend. And I could say this about, you know, your birthday and for anyone else who has a birthday coming up the brilliance of the saints playing on Thursday night football is that they got it out of the way. So you can enjoy your weekend now, whether it's for fantasy football purposes, maybe you don't even want to watch football at all. Want to go pumpkin picking. It's that season, you know, or apple picking or go watch a movie. Black Adam came out this weekend, or, you know, maybe there's an activity you guys have been dying to do. Go enjoy your weekend guys and do that. And don't think about this team for a week for a weekend because they don't deserve it. They, they don't, they don't deserve it. They really don't. John saying we are a basketball city now, fam. Sure is with the way they played, man. Sure is. I see you guys talking about Pels and it's their time. It's their time, man. See more more comments about DA. Adrian says, put me in a head coach. I can't do worse than DA, I promise. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, man. You're not wrong about that. Joseph says, I'm crazy. Am I crazy thinking we just trade away our players and start all over? Everyone on the table except Olave, Penning, and Alante Taylor. No, look, it's more than that. Uh, Guys that I wouldn't trade for the Saints. Uh, Olave, obviously, Penning, obviously, Elante Taylor, but I think it's more. Uh, Cam Jordan, with the cap hit and the fact that he is an important leader, I still value Cam. I don't think you're getting rid of him. Now, if someone blows you away with an offer, yeah, you get rid of Cam, but I don't think that's going to happen, so I think you're stuck with him. Same reason with Demario, but maybe someone can blow you away with a better offer for Demario. He does have a lower cap number. Uh, Lattimore, no-brainer, have to keep him. You guys don't want to hear this, but Cesar Ruiz, man, has been fantastic this year. Cesar Ruiz and Eric McCoy are starting to form a really nice one-two punch in the interior. Those are two guys that I would not trade. And, you know, Taysom Hill with the number that you gave him, you really can't trade him. But other than that, guys, and Pete Warner, excuse me, Pete Warner, man, I almost forgot about him. Pete Warner has been fantastic. Outside of all those guys that I just mentioned, you can go. And I know you guys are going to say, well, Chris, you didn't mention Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry, man. Like, they can go at this rate. It doesn't mean I I don't love what they did for the Saints, man. That 2017 draft class, like I almost want to cry that they didn't win a Super Bowl. That's so sad. And Michael Thomas, when he was healthy, 
He was my go-to number one wide receiver in the game. But like I said, man, shit in the NFL moves fast. It really, really moves fast. Max, is there any chance we could demote DA to DC and bring a new head coach on? Like that never happens, but what are the odds? The odds are zero. Um, I, I'll say this. If DA moves on, he'll never be with the Saints again. I actually think, and I don't think this is going to happen because I still have this horrible gut feeling that DA is the head coach again next year. I think that DA, whenever this run with the Saints finishes, because it will finish at some point because he is bad, I think he's just going to go be Dennis, you know, uh, go be the defensive coordinator for Sean Payton. I, that's what I think. Hell, it'd be a good move. We know that's where his bread and butter is. So go do it. Caleb says we continue to go away from what's working for us. It makes no sense. We get shit working for us and then go away from it. Guy starts eating, then we don't call play for those guys. <sighs> I'm not really going to add more to that, Caleb, because. You're absolutely right. So yeah. So yeah, that's 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 what I'll leave it at there. Spencer says just doesn't seem like Dia has the emotion on the sideline you expect from a head coach. Dude seems like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Look, you know, I know Nick Underhill, Mike Triplett talked about it earlier this week, and they were right about it, um, as they are with a lot of things, but they're saying how you don't need if, if you're not the type of emotional coach, you don't need to be that emotional coach out of nowhere. But the results need to be there. No one's complaining that Bill Belichick's not showing emotion because Bill Belichick gets results. And guess what, guys? Bill Belichick's getting results with Bailey fucking Zappy. To my point of spare me the injury excuses, everyone in this league is hurt. Everyone. So please spare me that. Dennis Allen is just bad. And, and I see you guys just talking about it and, 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 and just... There are so many moves this year that are complete. Look, bad trade for CJ you guys are talking about. You guys are talking about Rashid Shahid not getting usage. You guys are talking about how they go away from Taysom Hill in the red zone. You guys are talking about how Alvin Kamara, they go away from him in the red zone. And I appreciate all you guys who left that comment, by the way. You know how embarrassing it is that we have 50 different things we can complain about? That's so embarrassing. That's why I'm going to start laughing now when people tell me the Saints are going to turn the corner and they're figuring it out. Because this was a game, if you were going to turn the corner against a Cardinals team that can't figure shit out, a Cardinals team that Marquise Hollywood Brown fired up his Twitch account to play Call of Duty while his team was playing a fucking game. That's the team you lost to. And you didn't just lose to them. You got embarrassed. You got absolutely embarrassed. They pulled your pants down on national TV. Well, not really national TV, Amazon Prime, even worse. They pulled your pants down in front of Jeff Bezos. You just sat there and took it. It's unacceptable. And and I'll say this because I see this comment from John. It's been a popular theme here tonight. He's had some good ones. He said the Saints got caught drinking the Kool-Aid thinking they knew better than the rest of the league. Wouldn't give Dennis Allen a, a real interview. The league knew who he is. I do think the Saints did drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. And Ryan and Adam from the Saints Twitter podcast were on this when it first happened. And I, I gave a pass because I didn't want to jump the gun on Dennis Allen. But Dennis Allen let a lot of his veterans not show up for minicamp. And, you know, whatever, whatever was voluntary, they didn't show up. And they only showed up when it was mandatory. Not to make much of it. They said that's not really great. Maybe they don't respect him. That, that's not a great sign. I said, I'm going to leave it. And then Mark Ingram comes out and talks about how, you know, when, when he fumbled around Sean Payton, it was different compared to when he fumbles now. And I'm like, dude, you just gave it away that Dennis Allen is the substitute teacher. Because we all know when the substitute teacher in, we all started acting an ass. Didn't mean we didn't like the substitute teacher. We just didn't respect their authority because we didn't really think they had much. It's like the security guy at the mall that tells you to stop doing something. You know that he really doesn't have that much authority. So this is what it feels like with Dennis Allen. For years, he has been the assistant coach, the defensive coordinator. 
the substitute teacher. And he's supposed to run the show and you expect a team full of veterans to do their job and respect him? It's not happening. And it would only happen if they're winning games. And they're not, they're not winning games. Harvick fan says, saw stat tonight. Saints run the ball on second down after, after an incompletion on first down around 85% of the time. Like what? Yeah, so I know where you got that stat from. It came from uh, Nick uh, Underhill, of course, as Nick always has those awesome, funky stats. That, to me, is one of those where, you know, there's stats that you can't believe. That stat I can definitely believe because how many times do we watch them incomplete on first down, run it on second down with Mark Ingram, get like two yards, third and long, predictable passing play off the field. This has been going on since week one, guys. It's been going on since week one. I think if you go back to week two, I had a very lengthy rant. I was just bitching about the Saints running it on second and 10. I said, if they do it one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. Now, I didn't actually lose my shit. But the point is, it's been going on since week one and two. It's been going on since week one or two. It's, it's, it's terrible how predictable this offense is. And, and to your point, guys, the Taysom Hill usage, and I'm for Taysom Hill usage. They're acting like the only thing he's good for now is QB power, and there's not other things you can use with him. Let me take you back real quick. I'm going to pull up the numbers here because it just shows what a good coach knows how to do. I pull up Taysom Hill's numbers from the, let's, let's see what season it was for sure, from the 2020 season. He had 457 uh, rushing yards, and receiving-wise, he had 98. The 2019 season, he had 156 rushing yards, 234 receiving yards, and he also had, pull up the number here, I don't know why it's giving me trouble here, he also had six receiving touchdowns. So we're, we're talking about a guy who was using a multitude of ways. Now we're really just using him in one. It's, it's ridiculous to me. Dennis John says, don't feel bad. You look, uh, all of your good players walking for your agency, stupid as a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. See some of you guys, Zach's talking about Traquan getting flipped. It didn't matter. But you are right. We don't get those calls. I kind of expect that now. But I don't make much of it when the game's over. But, but to your point, you're not wrong, by the way, Zach. You're, you're absolutely right. But the game was over anyway, so I didn't really care about it. Jake says, sad part is that we should really uh, is that we really should realize it's time to tear it all down and rebuild. But the front office has too much pride in the decisions they make and will back up the decisions regardless. Yeah, that, that's, that's what upsets me. This Saints team, guys, this isn't like a, man, if they had the right head coach, they'd figure it out. I, I don't think they would. And, and don't get me wrong, if Sean Payton was the head coach here, this would not be a 2-5 and five team. I understand that. But they're going to be another year older this year. next year. This year's a wash. Forget about this year. I don't care how bad the NFC South is. The Saints are not better than the Falcons, as much as that hurts you to say, and they're not better than the Buccaneers right now. They are third in division, and they're only third because the Panthers are so fucking terrible, but the Panthers beat the Saints. Oh, my goodness, man. I, I almost forget about that sometimes. The Saints lost to Matt Rule, who got fired two weeks later. Yeah, this team's a fucking joke. I'm going through it right now. But yeah, to your point, Jake, this team thinks that they are in win-now mode. And you have an aging roster with questions at my, with Michael Thomas, questions with Alvin Kamara getting older, Cam Jordan's getting older, Demario Davis is getting older, Tyre Matthews is getting older. You know, Marcus May, she hasn't been on the field all that much. Ryan Ramchek has not been as dominant as I thought he was. Now, the offensive line is doing their thing, but he has not been as dominant as I thought he would, so he's getting older. Mark Ingram is pretty much just a leader at this point and not that much more. David Onyemata is washed up. 
this roster, all these key guys that I mentioned, big in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, outside of Tom and Matthew, of course, and 2020, they were such big parts of their playoff runs. They're older now. They're not the same players. The best players on this team now, Marshawn Lattimore, Chris Olave, Pete Warner, this is a younger team. This is a younger team, and there are still building blocks on this team. I think Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz and Chris Olave and Marshawn Lattimore and Pete Warner, Lante Taylor, I thought he looked good tonight. These are, these are building blocks. These are building blocks. But you are older at defensive end. You are older at defensive tackle. Your youngest defensive end has been out with a chest injury, and I don't know if he actually has a chest injury or just can't fucking play, but it's one or the other. It might be both. This team has concerns, man, and I think they do need a rebuild, but it's really hard to rebuild when you don't have your first-round pick. You know, I look around like the Panthers. The Panthers might figure it out before the Saints because they fired Matt Rule. They traded away CMC for a bunch of picks. And they're saying, let's not be posers. We suck. And let's embrace that we suck. And I said this a couple weeks ago. Acceptance in life is so hard. Like acceptance when you can't get the job done or acceptance when, you know, even when you're a fucking high schooler and someone doesn't like you. Acceptance is hard, dude, in anything in life, in anything. But... The minute you accept something, you can kind of build off that and make your next move. But the Saints think that they're still a win-now team that's got a bad luck of the draw. They haven't. They haven't had a bad draw. They've had injuries. Did you expect Michael Thomas to stay healthy the whole season? Did you expect Jarvis Landry to stay a whole season? I'm picking two guys that missed a lot of games last year. One of them missed the whole season. Did you expect to get elite quarterback play from Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston? Don't lie to me now. You knew what your roster was when you came into this year, but it was a win-now mode year because the NFC sucked. And you were right. The NFC does suck. And you're towards the basement of the NFC. And let's be real. If the NFC South wasn't so terrible, the Saints would basically at this point be so close to being mathematically eliminated. Could you imagine if they were in the NFC East this year with 6-0 Philly, 5-1 New York, 4-2 Dallas? Two and four commanders who actually have a better record than the Saints now. Now, I know they'll probably lose on Sunday to the Packers, but technically have a better record than the Saints. When this team looks themselves in the mirror and says, man, we are not good. Let's make a change. Great. But I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. Because when your ego's inflated and your pride's too much, it's really hard to swallow. And it happens to all of us sometimes, you know? It happens. I have some shit takes sometimes. I probably had one on this podcast tonight. They'll probably blow up in my face tomorrow. But you know what? I'm going to accept it. I'll say it's a bad take. I have bad takes all the time. I quote tweet myself and call myself an idiot after. Sometimes you got to accept what you are. And right now, the Saints are a bad team with no future. But that future can change if you realize that you're not a good team. And your head coach is really not a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. Not a head coach. Best case scenario for the Saints this year is 6-11. See, 6-11 for me almost bothers me because I think 6-11 is enough for Dennis Allen to keep his job. You guys might be like, how the hell is that enough? I'm telling you, man, I think the Saints have to be 4-13 and 13 for them to be like, Dennis Allen, dude, we're going to lose ticket sales because you fucking suck. We can't have that. And I don't know if that can get it done. I really don't. So to your point, blow it up. Blow it up. Let it go. Be glad that you drafted Chris Olave and he looks good. Hope to God Trevor Penning's your, your left tackle of the future. And if he is, awesome. But there are so many holes on this team. And there are so many veterans who are not holding their end of the bargain. And your defensive line is so bad. So bad. 
you know, everyone keeps talking about Cam Jordan, and, and, and I see some people saying, oh, Cam's got to play defensive tackle, or Cam's washed. Cam Jordan should not, at this stage in his career, have to lead a defensive line. The dude's pushing 34. He should not have to lead this defensive line. Marcus Davenport should be doing more. David Onyemata should be doing more. Peyton Turner should be doing more than sitting on the sideline in sweatpants and joggers. This should not be happening every week with him. Cam Jordan should not have to lead that unit. That unit needs a lot of work. I know you guys are talking about trading away the first-round pick, and it's going to be a top-ten pick. It is, man. It's going to be a top-ten pick. There's no denying it now. And, and you know what? When you're bad, and and it stinks when your team sucks because you get so excited for the football season, and then when it just hits you in the face, you're like, dude, got to be shitting me. Like, I got to go through three more months of this. At least when you have your first-round pick, you can start thinking about guys you want on your team. You know? Like, I know a lot of you guys, you love the Olave pick because you spent three to four months talking about, man, if Olave comes to the Saints, he's going to look good. And you were all right. And I'm glad he's on the Saints because Olave's awesome. But we can't talk about that with the first-round pick this, this, this upcoming draft. You guys see Bryce Young or you see Hendon Hooker or you see C.J. Stroud or you see Will Levis. You can see them. You can do some window shopping. Just know you can never make the purchase because you don't have the funds for it. It really is upsetting. See, Red Joseph here saying, Andy and Jameis both proved themselves deep, deep sigh for the mid-off. You know what? I kind of feel bad for Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, because the fact that the Saints put them in a situation where they actually have to be really good is sad. The whole point of having an Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston was you surround them with enough talent and enough good coaching that all they have to do is be what you said, mid, and that would be enough. But it's not. It's not enough. And I feel bad for them. I, feel bad. I, I honestly feel bad for them. I know you guys will say who feels bad for them. They're making millions. I get it. But who the fuck wants to get their ass kicked every single week, man? That's not fun. You know, you got Dalton who's going to get ridiculed tomorrow. Jameis has literally gotten his ass kicked physically because of the position the Saints have put themselves in. And, and let's be honest real quick about the Jameis situation. The ankle injury is bothering him more than the foot. When did he hurt the ankle injury? In training camp. Mismanagement of your quarterback situation to a whole nother level. So I hope Jameis heals because I think Jameis would give them a better shot. But at this point, do we want them to win games? Win enough games for Dennis Allen to stay? It's tough. I know the name of the game's to win. And, and I will be here to the very end of the season to talk about it every single time. But Jesus Christ, this is this is just brutal. See, you guys are talking about him not being inspired. See, Jack, you say DA reminds you of Jason Garrett. I, I get where you're going. To, to some degree, I absolutely get what you're saying. But I, I want to say this real quick about Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett had three seasons where he had at least 10 wins. He had a 12 and 4 season, a 10 and 6 season and a 13 and 3 season. And his worst season ever was it was okay, 4 and 12. Outside of 4 and 12, which is pretty bad, his worst season was 8 and 8. Don't get me wrong, I get what you're saying because you know, Jared, Jason Garrett always had that stupid look on his face. No one really respected him. But Jason Garrett took the Cowboys to the playoffs. Dennis Allen has never sniffed the playoffs as a head coach. And let's be real, they are not making it to the playoffs this year. They're not. And to your point, I see, I see KT over here saying there's nothing to hang your hats on. What can you hang your hat on this season, guys? Seriously. Leading the league in passionate rants? Leading the league in telling people that it's not time to panic? Because you said it week one, you said it week two, and now I'm looking, and next week is week eight. And you're going to say it again. We all know he's going to say it. And when he says it, I'm going to lose my shit. Because it, it's, it's just it's laughable. Margaret saying, I'm never, I never take them anymore. My football pool, uh, why they only know how to lose. Well, Margaret, I'll, I'll be honest with you. So I have a pool for work with uh, my coworkers at the Spun. And 
I picked the Saints tonight because, as I said on my podcast, I thought the Cardinals were terrible. And I thought the Saints would learn from their mistakes on Sunday. And I'm a big idiot for thinking that. And the Saints came out hot, and I felt good about my pick. And then everything went to hell. What's our identity? There, there is none. There's no identity with this team. There's, there's zero. There's zero. Even everything they built last couple of weeks with the, the ground game went to shit today. There's zero identity with this team. They decided they were going to come out with an air raid offense today because there's no identity. How does the season make you reevaluate Mickey Loomis? Yeah, you got to, again, take a hard look in the mirror with everyone. Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, your quarterback situation. But it's funny because the quarterbacks are going to be the first one axed off the roster as if they're responsible for the ones being put on this roster in the first place. That's the problem. Do we trade Camara like the Panthers? Um, Look, if you get, I hate saying this, man, because it's going to hurt when that ever happens. And I do think it will eventually happen. Not this year, but I think at some point it will. I don't expect him to finish his career with the Saints. Day Kamara gets traded, it's really, really, really gonna hurt because Kamara to me is he he's awesome. Like I I love Alan Kamara. I remember six years ago when he came in the league, and I can't believe it's been six years now. And and he does shit that you just can't believe. But the amount of those times that it happens now are, are waning, and part of that's the coaching staff, and part of it he's getting older and running back such a demanding position. Look, if you got offered what the Panthers got offered for CMC or a little bit less, like let's say a second and a fourth, I would trade Kamara. And it pains me to say it. I don't want to say it because I love Alan Kamara. I mean, there's a there's literally two over here above me, a picture of Alan Kamara's like jersey and him, and, and it would hurt. But yeah, like this team needs to start stacking picks. They, they have to, you know? Can't trade anyone, at least not anyone that's a key player. Example, AK, MC. Look, they... they they, they aren't going to trade anyone before the deadline. They're not. The team is hell-bent on proving that they are just winning now, except they're not winning. So it's win now without the win now, so it's just now. And it's it's embarrassing. I know you guys talk about how it's have to roll and people need to get cut. I don't know about people need to get cut. Heads need to roll, though. You know, sometimes you need to send a message. It's the NFL. And, and I say this all the time because it's the truth. There is no league that is more production-oriented and, and more focused on saying, you got to do, you know, you got to win now. You got to make sure that you're, you're keeping your job than the NFL. And the Saints continue to show that they can't sustain any success. In a what-have-you-done-for-me league lately? Not much. Not much. Dennis Allen has to pack his bags after the season. Yeah, I think he would, but... I just don't know. Wouldn't be shocked if AK asked to be traded. Look, if AK asked to be traded, I would be a little bit surprised. I don't know if running backs would, you know, I don't. you don't really see running backs demand trades that much. I mean, no Cam Akers just did, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I could see him getting traded though. I will say that. Joseph says, if we hired Doug P, we'd be at four wins at least right now. I think so too, man. I'm not saying Doug Peterson's some like, you know, guru that knows everything. I don't, but I, I think for, for them, I think that Doug Peterson would have been a huge, a huge, you know, upgrade over Dennis Allen. And for anyone that thinks otherwise, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Dennis Allen's got two wins as the head coach of the Saints. There's a little bit of a big uh, difference there. Free falling and no parachutes. You guys are talking about, I'm so glad I'm that. Um, Talk about wasting the prime of players. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's time to call that man in Kansas City now. <laughs> Markel says we should we should uh who should we hire if we fire DA? And do you think New England will let us trade for Zappy or Mac Jones? I'm glad you brought that up. So I've been very interested in this Patriots thing because I think Mac Jones and Zappy are very similar. Very similar. Good pocket quarterbacks, very smart guys, really good presence. Really, really good at keeping the offense on timing. And I, I don't know if either one's really that franchise-changing quarterback, but they both look like really good game managers. And all I'm saying is if New England wants to trade one of them, and if you're the Saints, you can't go into next season with the same quarterback situation, I would I would definitely take one now. If I could pick, I'd rather have Mac Jones because I think Mac Jones has proven more already and Bailey Zappi's sample size is limited. But people have to remember about Bailey Zappi, and I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is going to come to the Saints. I'm not saying that at all, nor do I think he's going to save this team. Bailey Zappi broke some of Joe Burrow's records single season-wise at Western Kentucky. Now, I know people are going to say Western Kentucky, and you're not wrong about that. It's a big drop-off from LSU, but the kid can ball, and he's doing it right now, and, and the NFL is the NFL, and we talk about you play who you play on your schedule, and no matter the injuries, there's no excuses. You got to do your thing. He's been doing his thing. So, yeah. I, I I really think that if you could, I'd go after one of them. I really would. Talking about too old, not getting pressure on the front. Some of you guys in the comments, I've seen a lot about that. Uh, yeah, David on uh, David on your has not looked good. And again, doesn't don't take any joy in saying any of this shit. I'm just trying to be honest. Like this is this is not a good team. And holy crap, I'm going through it. You guys have a lot of comments through here, so I'm gonna try and not miss that many be great if some of them were highlighted, but that's not how YouTube rolls, but I'll try and get through a lot of what you're saying. Let's talk about Brian Dayball. Yeah, he's been great, man. He's been great. And uh, kudos to the Giants. You make the right coaching hire? Yeah. Mark says, should have put Taysom Hill on QB after halftime. I will say this, Mark, and I'm, I'm, I'm really for using Taysom as the do-it-all type of guy, but if Jameis isn't healthy enough to play, and you saw Andy Dalton was struggling mightily. Why the fuck did you not put Taysom Hill in the game more? You know? I mean, the best play of the second half was Taysom Hill to Chris Lave for like a 40-yard gain or something. Th- that was your best play of the half. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Like, sometimes you, you got to do it. It's okay, Chris. will work on tackling for the next 10 days, Adrian says. Yeah, they, they'll say it again. And they'll work on tackling. They'll work on discipline. That's a big one. They're going to work on forcing turnovers. Big emphasis on that one. They don't do it at all. They got one pick through seven games. One pick through seven games. They had 18 all of last year. 18 all of last season. CD Deuce had more picks in one game last week than the Saints have this entire season. (laughs) That's just sad. It's so sad, but it's almost like you kind of get what you deserve when you make stupid decisions. You know, that's just me. Talking a lot to Taylor, uh, Taking a latte tail off of D-Hop was stupid. Look, man, there was not a lot of positives in this game, but a latte tail looks good. He looks good, and I, I want to see more of him. I, th- I think that there is something there with this kid, and and to your point, I see you guys talking about having some future pieces. There are some future pieces. I really think there is. But now I think for the Saints, be smart, man. you got some veterans on this team that are not really doing much of a service to you at this point because you're not going to make the playoffs, and you're not going anywhere this year. Shop them around. See what you can get. See what you can get. But to your point, to some of you guys that you mentioned, I'm kind of just trying to lump some in together because, man, there's a lot of comments in here. Latte Taylor, he 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 looked really good today. I thought I thought he had a really good day. Some of you guys starting to needing more emotion from your head coach. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people are going to miss Sean Payton 
And um, I don't blame you. Jack says, felt so bad for Drew to have to watch that BS. You know, I would feel bad for Drew, but we also had to watch that BS. So, yes. But, you know, you, you, you see Breeze in the stands, then you realize, man, how good things were and how bad it's gone. Charlie asked, what should we do at QB if things don't get better? Well, I think at QB, I'm going to keep saying, and think if Jameis Winston's healthy, you start Jameis Winston. At least there's upside there. I'll, I'll kind of reiterate what Richard Sherman said on, on the Amazon show, on the studio show that they do. He talked about how if Andy Dalton's going to start, he has to take care of the football. But if Andy Dalton's not going to take care of the football, why not play Jameis Winston? Because at least with Jameis Winston, there's the upside. There might be picks, but there's the upside. I think that's the best way to put it. So, Charlie, to answer your question, I think for the rest of the season, if Jameis Winston's healthy, Jameis Winston should be the starter. After this season, neither one should be the starter for the 2023 Saints. No disrespect to them. Tip their cap for doing what the best they could this year. But neither one of them is a franchise quarterback. Neither one. And again, I think Jameis is your best option this year. Thought he always was. Thought he, he still is. Especially after tonight. But I don't think either one is. I really don't. Zachary says we should have drafted Malik Willis. Look, I liked this past draft class at quarterback a lot more than other people, and I got a lot of hate for it, and, and that's fine. Like We could have different opinions, everyone. But, man, I, you, you couldn't use one. Had a chance to take Kenny Pickett, didn't take him. Malik Willis, no. Bailey Zappi, you guys mentioned Bailey Zappi before. Saints could have taken him on day three. They passed. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 really, I really don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, looking through Eric Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich, Kellen Moore, Mark Brady. A lot of options. Saints. They want to move on. Yeah, look, there will be options. I think there's there's always options, you know, for for when you're ready to go on. But I, I just don't know if they will move on. Andrew Feld, Dennis Allen post game frustrated but not despondent. Everything we want to accomplish still is in front of us. And I'm fully confident this team will string together wins and turn things right. Is that real? Is that is that a real quote? I'm going to believe you guys and say it's a real quote, so I'm going to pull it up right now. That's some guy bitching at me on Twitter because he's mad that I'm negative about Dennis Allen. I, I don't know what you want me to do, buddy. I don't know what you want me to do there. Sorry, I got to take my time for a second, see if I can find some Dennis Allen quote that you guys are talking about. Unless it's a fake quote. It, it might very well be a fake quote. I, I really don't know. Um, but, yeah, if that if that's real, whew, that that's embarrassing. If it is, but I would expect nothing less because it's the same guy that told Andy Dalton to keep doing what he's doing. And we all know that did not work out very well. More of you guys talking about emotionless. What's going on with Tyron? Yeah. Tyron looks uninterested. That's a good way of putting it. And I'll leave it at that. Cause I've, I know Tyron Matthews very important uh, to Louisiana and what he did at LSU. And he's a great dude. I, I, I love I've loved what Tyron Matthews done, but he literally looks like he could give two shits on the football field. Uh, and it shows, right? Because he's not making huge plays. He's not really doing much. Hopefully this game was the end of the QB controversy. Arguing Jameis for Stalton is the definition of a mid-off the future QB ain't on this team. Sooner folks realize that, the better. 100%, man. 100%. I, I really don't want to add more to that. You said it perfectly and uh, to that point, right? Just find a new quarterback. Neither one's the option. Dennis Allen just said they played good defense. Holy shit. All right, so I guess that was true. And and I'm almost glad I missed the press conference because, wait, here we go. Dennis Allen, I'm fully confident this team will put together a string of wins and turn things around. Jesus fucking Christ. 
All right, so it's a real it's a real comment. You guys are not lying to me. He said his biggest concern is we haven't had the health of our players. That is just a big old excuse to me. I, I, I Everyone's hurt in the NFL. I know the Saints have injuries, guys. I know they have injuries. But every team is injured. Every team. Just, just stupid, man. Just stupid. Jordan says his team wouldn't be this ass with Sean Payton. The sad part? No, they wouldn't. They'd be competing in the NFC South. They'd actually be leading the NFC South right now. More Zapier Mac Jones. Yeah, I think they I think they could. I think they could. I don't think they will, but they could. They could. Um, you guys bring the Camaro legal case up. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention something about that real quick, actually. So Camaro's legal case has been getting pushed back. With the way this season's going, I wonder if the, the Saints and Camaro just talk it out if this season continues and go, man, you just gotta kinda eat that suspension this year. So we have you for next year if you're on the team next year. And I'd imagine as of now, he should be on the team next year. So it's almost like the Zeke thing. I remember Zeke had a suspension that was lingering, and then the Cowboys were like, dude, we're not making the playoffs. Just eat the suspension now. And he did. I wonder if they do the same thing. Uh, the point you made about last year's team being more enjoyable than this year is so damn true. It's sad, right? There was a point last year where Trevor Simeon threw the ball to Kevin White, and the announcer said, who are these guys? And he was probably fucking serious. I'm not going to lie. And that team was more fun than this year's team. And last year's team had a what was it? Six game losing streak, a six game losing streak. And they were more fun than this year's team. That's sad, man. That's so sad. What the fuck was that interview you gave? The hell you mean? You told Andy Dalton to keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> oh my God. You guys are funny, man. I, I really do love these chats. Um, but yeah. Yeah. What happened to the Alabama strength and fitness coach? Wasn't he supposed to, uh, wasn't he uh, supposedly awesome? Another year of injuries. Yeah, look, I, I think like, you know, with, with the injuries they've had, turf toe, concussions, the abdomen issue, they're all like, whether whether we like it or not, injuries, the ones the Saints have had are all ones you really can't avoid. So I don't want to blame the the strength and, and conditioning staff, but when it's the same thing, then it's frustrating, right? If everyone starts hurting their hamstrings or everyone starts hurting their groins or, or soft tissue issues, then I'm going to start getting on the coach, uh, training staff. I'm not going to get on them right now, actually, believe it or not. They're actually spared from tonight's rant. But yeah, I, I, I get the frustration, but they're kind of spared. Gabriel says, who should we target with the third overall pick? Oh, wait. Gabriel, that hurts, man. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but that hurts. Jordan says, where the F... Uh, do we go from here? We have no future, man. No first-round pick. Winston's going to be QB1. Trash-ass coaching slash defense. I mean, what a shit show right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, no. There's, there's no future. There's no future right now. KT says, I don't give a F about attitude. It's the NFL. He's better than Justin Evans. I know that much. If you're talking about Tyron Matthew, I do agree. Uh, don't get me wrong. Tyron Matthew's been bad, but did you guys watch Justin Evans tonight? Because that was that was worse. That was a really bad performance. So, yep. Joseph asks, are you watching Black Adam this week? I am not. I am going to watch it, though, um, Monday. Monday upcoming. I have Mondays off. I was. I might use Monday for another live stream, actually. So if you guys want to, you know, we're in the mood to rant about the Saints. We can do a Monday live stream. But I do want to see Black Adam. And I'm glad that Kelvin's saying he's going to see it. So I'm glad you guys have something positive to look forward to. And uh, yeah, so I, and I see a birthday weekend here. I hope you guys don't get your birthday weekends ruined by the Saints. Saints lost on my birthday. Didn't really do much for me. I just said big fucking deal. Look, th th this team is frustrating, but we, you can't let them ruin your weekend, you know?
Carlos says, hey, Chris, for tight end, I got Juwan over Adam. I think, look, they're two different players, but I will say Juwan Johnson was one of the lone stars of, of tonight's game. He played through the whistle. He had two impressive touchdowns. The second one was a really nice grab. I like Juwan Johnson, man. I, I think Juwan Johnson has developed into a very nice role player, and I, I would love to see if this offense could get like a spread the ball around type of attack. If you're healthy and you have Michael Thomas and Olave and Alvin Kamara, and, and there shouldn't be a lot of attention on Juwan Johnson, he should be able to kind of thrive. So uh, I don't disagree with you. I think Juwan Johnson as a receiver is way better than Adam Troutman because he was a wide receiver in college. So uh, no, I don't I don't mind that at all. KT says Caesar Ruiz played the game of his effing life. You are not wrong, man. You are not wrong. He was fantastic, uh, and I'll continue to say it that he he has been the most improved player for the Saints this year. And Pete Werner's been great, but I kind of expected Pete Werner to be great. I did not expect Cesar Reese to be this good this year. And he's been really good. So, um, yeah, kudos to Cesar Reese and what he's done. Joyce says, DA is a great follower, but not a strong leader. Ain't that the truth, man? Ain't that the truth? I know you guys talk about culture and continuity. And look, I was told continuity was key. But, yeah, it's not. Jordan says, Gail Benson, if you're listening, major changes need to be made. Unfortunately, Jordan, she's not listening to any of us. Uh, but, you know, Saints fans can let their voices be heard if the season continues. I'm not telling you guys to go to the Dome and bring up Dennis Allen should be fired signs. Please do not do that unless you want to. I'm not encouraging it. But, you know, the, the Saints, especially over the last decade, the night, you know, the old Saints, like this is a, this is a proud franchise and, I think that we'll see how the way the rest of the season goes. But if it continues, man, they will have to consider changes. They'll have to. Why does Shahid not keep getting? Why does Shahid not keep getting the ball, dude? I, all I can say is that bad coaching shows out, and when bad coaching makes mistakes and bad coaching doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, it shows. Nicole says the signs have been there from the beginning. These players don't take don't take Dennis serious. Yep. You're, no, you're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that at this point, he's the substitute teacher. I'll keep calling him that. Jack says, enjoy watching the Niners with your fan this year. Yeah, so if you don't know, my Niners, my, my family, my Niners, my family, a bunch of Niners fans. So, uh, yeah, I will have to deal with a lot of uh, Niners nonsense. But you know what? Fuck it, man. If I can't be happy, I hope the rest of my family enjoys the rest of this football season because sure as shit ain't going to be me at all. Y'all think the front office is still living in the in the 2018 no-call year? I don't think so, but I think the front office grossly, grossly undervalued the loss of Sean Payton because, let's be real, guys. If he was the head coach right now, they'd have such a better record. And if they thought they could just plug in and take out you know, Sean Payton and plug in Dennis Allen. I said this a couple of weeks ago. The only thing they have similar is that they both wear visors during the game. That's the only thing that they have the same. One of them is a Super Bowl head coach. One of them is an offensive mastermind. The other one is a defensive coach and has not been a good head coach track work record wise. So yeah, Jack talking about DA getting now coached by Matt Rule. Dude, it happened. It happened. They have lost this year to Matt Rule, Kingsbury, Todd Bowles, but Todd Bowles is a respected coach. Um, they have lost to losing track of Zach Taylor, who I don't think highly of. And they also lost to the Vikings coach, first year head coach. So, yeah, the Saints have done a really good job 
of losing to teams that are not exactly elitely coached. Grant says, keep penning Ram, Ruiz, McCoy, Olave, AK, Taysom, Pete, Taylor, uh, Lattimore, Lutz, Adebo for now until his rookie deal is up. That's about it. Get picks for the rest. That's a pretty good list. I actually, mm, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good list. I agree with that list. I think you're right. I think you're right at all. I, I will say, though, man, Adebo, he's got to come back for that injury, and he's got to step up because Alante Taylor looked really good tonight, and I would not be surprised if Alante Taylor starts starting for the Saints because he looked really good. He really looked good. So you guys are talking about Tankathon and Bryce Young, and look, guys, you you can you can look, but you can't touch. That's how it's going to go because I think that the Saints are going to be in a position where – where they're not going to be able to take any of these guys, man. Even guys like Hendon Hooker, maybe a week, uh, a month ago, second round pick, kid balled out against Bama, and they have upcoming games against Kentucky and Georgia. He balls out then. He's no doubter, in my mind, a first round pick. So we'll see what happens. Kaylee, the on-field reporter, asked DA, what did you tell Dalton after he threw the three picks? He said, keep doing what you're doing. We had this... Uh, at this moment, I gave up on Dennis Allen. Yep. Yep. So I actually, I, I watched the game with my dad and, um, you know, I, I don't really get to watch many football games with him anymore, but this is one of them. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just, you know, we haven't watched a football game together in a while. Let's watch a football game. And when Dennis Allen said that, and my dad doesn't know much about Dennis Allen. Like I said, my, my family grew up 49ers fans. He just looked at me. He just started laughing. I was like, whew, that's not good, man. Cause a lot of shit goes over my dad's head sometimes, but that didn't. And I was like, yep, that's that's embarrassing. Jonathan says, can we mention the 10-plus drives for two touchdowns uh, the sec- in the second half after we scored? Uh, I think I'm reading this wrong. Can we mention the 10-plus drives for two touchdowns in the second half after we scored? Yeah, look, the, a lot of that was like garbage time offense prevent defense, get your stats up. Say you had a nice day, four touchdowns, but you also had three picks and the offense really wasn't that good. So yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. So, so you guys are saying, you guys are talking about before when I asked if it's a real quote, I'm really trying to catch up here. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, KT brings it up here. I don't want to hear about health and, and I'm going to tell you why right now I got, I got to pull up the um, stat. There's a thing that Fox does every week. They analyze every team in terms of how healthy they are during the game. And before the Saints game, they showed the top 32 teams in the league, and I'm going to pull it up. It's right here. And it's called the NFL Bus Rankings. It's by a doctor. He does a score, and the bus stands for banged-up score. shows how injuries affect the overall team position. The 49ers are the most injured team in the league. 60.4 60.4 health rate out of 100. The higher you want to be. The Eagles are the highest at 89.3. They're the healthiest team in the league. Arizona is the second worst at 60.9 in terms of health. They're really banged up. The Saints are third at 61.5. Spare me the talk about injuries because there's a couple of guys on Twitter right now who are saying I'm being unfair about Dennis Allen and that they're injured. Spare me the talk about injuries when you just played a team that was missing two of their starting offensive linemen, their number two wide receiver who has been their number one before DeAndre Hopkins came back, their number one running back, their starting kicker, and oh, by the way, their coach stinks too in Cliff Kingsbury. You just lost to that team. So please, please spare me the talk about injuries. Injuries stink, man. Injuries stink. They, they are a terrible part of the game. 
But you got to still win. The name of the game is to win. Sean Payton didn't use injuries as an excuse when he was out there winning nine games with a fucking practice squad. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Bring up some positive stuff here. See, one that says, going to watch Ticket of Paradise this weekend. I could be wrong. I got to search it up. Is that the George Clooney movie with uh, Julia Roberts? And it is. Okay. Look, Julia Roberts and George Clooney have made some damn good movies together. Uh, obviously thinking of Ocean's Eleven here. So, yeah, maybe they still have that spark for movie magic. And I will say, I'm a sucker for good rom-coms. So if you see that movie and it's good, can you please let me know if it's worth seeing? Because it may not seem that way. Or maybe some of you guys can see right through me and be like, Chris, I knew that you liked rom-coms. Who are you fooling? Let me know if it's good, though, because I am a big fan of rom-coms. And that looks pretty funny. So, um, yeah, let me know. This team just feels the same as the 2014-2016, except without an elite offense. Thank you, Zeke. Thank you. It is. It is. It is. The, I, I get that feel. You you go up for the game. You wake up for it. You don't feel particularly great about it. You know that they're going to keep it close enough to make you watch because the Saints always do that. But at least 24 to 2016, those, those three seasons, you had Drew Brees. You had an explosive offense. You knew it was going to be a fun game, right? You know, now some of them took years off our life, like the 52-49 Giants game, but I, I liked watching those teams as opposed to this one where they struggled and they weren't particularly good on either side of the ball. At least that one was elite on offense. Zeke saying yes, another live stream. Yeah, look, if you guys want, I, I really am open to doing as many damn live streams throughout the week as possible. Just need, um, you know, I almost feel bad for you guys because I feel like it's, you know, making you guys have to come on and whatever. But yeah, I, 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 I still love this team. I don't care how frustrating this has been. It, it, it is a, it's a team that, for all of us, sits dearly, and, and that's why these losses hurt. Jack says, remember Coward going off on the Saints before the year because of DA's past coaching record? Sad that he has a point. Look, man, you know the uh, the graphic with, like, the worst person in the world uh, just had, you know, what was it? The worst person, first person you know, right here. Heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. That's Colin Coward with with this situation, right? Because Colin Coward is, for lack of a better word, he he makes some lousy takes. Now I'm not saying I don't make some lousy takes. I make a lot of lousy takes, but he does it on a national audience. I only get to speak to hundreds of you. He speaks to minimum thousands, and you know what? Honestly, by the end of the week, it's like millions. And for him to be right on this, that's just embarrassing. And by the way, so D just brings this up. Before the game, the Cardinals had the longest active home losing streak in the NFL, and that got snapped. That got snapped. John says Ingram got 23 red zone snaps. That is ridiculous. That 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 is bad coaching. It's bad coaching. I live for drumming. Says no Taysom, no Shahid. Pete needs to step down. Coaching is atrocious. Yep, it is. Now I don't think they're going to step down, but it is atrocious. And and to Jack's point here, talking about them being more hurt. You can't use injury excuses against the Cardinals. And when you play the Niners in a couple of weeks, you can't use injury excuses against them because they're without Trey Lance, without Trent Williams, without um, Nick Bosa, without Traverius Ward, without Emmanuel Mosley. I know a lot of Niners shit. I know who's out there. So people, I know this team's hurt, but it's it's not, it, it can't be the excuse for everything. When she says it's sad because Pete Warner's having a crazy good season, Marie's finally improved, and I can't even and I can't even get excited. This is a horrible front office, man. What a waste! It is disappointing, right? When you see so much good from these young players, 
like Alante Taylor tonight. Chris Olave had some nice plays. He did have some drops in, in crucial situations where he got hit, but kid's still had over 100 yards. He, he And I thought this was a game that he didn't play as great as he could have. Like, that's how good I think Olave could be. He's balling out with bad quarterback play. But to your point, how can we be excited over this, guys? How, how can we? This, the Saints have failed as an organization to really maximize what was supposed to be a roster that could win a lot of games. They, they have failed in that regard. Um, so that, that really is frustrating. Sandra says, I really think our only choice now is a complete cut of the team front office uh, to the, all the players. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't think that's going to happen. But no, we'll see. Ace says you do not trace, uh, trade AK-41 nor MT-13. Look, th- this is something I'm going to... I I learned when I was younger because I'm thinking back then when the Saints traded Jimmy Graham. The hard lesson I learned, and back then when the Saints traded Jimmy Graham, I was, I was just in high school back then. Uh, and I imagine some of you guys were as well. And I love Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Who didn't? We all love Jimmy Graham. When that trade happened... I told myself from there on out, I was like, dude, every player has a price. Every player player has a number and every player can get traded. Any player can get traded at any moment, probably outside of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, and those like elite quarterbacks right now. But any other player, you can get traded. And we live in an NFL where just this past off season, Devontae Adams got traded. AJ Brown got traded. Amari Cooper got traded. Marquise Brown got traded. Probably missing a bunch of other big names that got traded. I feel like a lot of wide receivers, Tyreek Hill got traded. All those guys can get traded, and I love Alvin Kamara. And I love Michael Thomas, and I would like to see them finish their career with the Saints because those are special players. I mean, I got I got pop figures behind me of Kamara and Thomas. I got the picture um, of of Kamara up top. I got a picture of Michael Thomas to um, you know my right, your left on the screen. I would love to see them finish with the Saints, but if the Saints got a good offer, and the Saints got a chance to recoup picks that they've traded away. Sometimes you got to do it, and I'm not saying they're going to do it, and I don't know if they will. I really don't know if they will, but I think that if the good, if a good offer comes, you have to listen. And if you don't, you're a bad GM. That being said, I don't know if the Saints are going to get great value for Michael Thomas. I don't know if they'll get great value for Alvin Kamara right now. Now, I think Kamara will get more value than Thomas because he's more healthy. But yeah. Why is play calling so bad? We don't go back to what works. And Andy kept throwing the same person in coverage. Look, I... I wish I had an answer for you. I wish I had an answer for you. You know, I really wish I did. I, I just don't. It, it's just bad. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely stay tuned. I know we tweet at each other a lot, so you'll, you'll hit me up on that. If you drafted Mahomes, Watson, or Lamar, Sean would still be the coach. Yep. I had this argument with Ralph from Saints Happy Hour podcast, uh, and me and Ralph have good interactions all the time, but he was saying how he thinks Sean, wherever he goes next, is going to be based on money. And I'm not saying Ralph is wrong because Sean Payton's not going to coach for a freaking bag of peanuts. Sean wants to get paid. And I think Sean's going to want anywhere from 18 to 20 something million. But Sean's going to go somewhere where he has a quarterback because Sean went through hell last year. He had Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, and Ian Book start games at quarterback. And I know that he's going to want a set spot and that's why a lot of us link him to the chargers because he could coach justin herbert so yeah i i think that this is this is a situation where wherever he goes next he wants that mahomes that watson that lamar and justin herbert i think is that dude and that's why i say the chargers make a lot of sense for him i i I just i i think if the saints had a young quarterback why would he leave you know 
He's so he's so eager to get back to coaching. You see him on the herd. You see him on the Fox studio. He's at the Chargers game on Monday night watching it. He wants to coach again, but he's no dummy. He's going to coach where uh, he can get a, a good quarterback at his disposal. Zach says, why do you think this team is so bad at turnovers on the defensive side? Turnovers are so weird to explain, right? Like, the, there are some defenses that aren't good that force turnovers. Some of it's luck. Like, honestly, some of it is genuinely luck. But I think the other part of it is putting yourself in the right position. The Saints put themselves in the wrong positions a lot of times. And I think a big part of it is the personnel changes. Marcus Williams had three picks last year. He's off the roster. C.D. Deuce had three picks last year. He's off the roster. Malcolm Jenkins had a pick last year. He's off the roster. P.J. Williams had three picks last year. He's on IR. He had two picks last year. He's on IR. So a lot of those guys who I just said had a lot of those picks that you had, they're not on the team anymore. And that's part of the equation. The other part is luck. I, you cannot win in the NFL without a little luck. It, it's, the, it's the way it goes, guys. But why aren't they forcing turnovers? They're not in spots to force turnovers, you know? I think that this is a team that every time you see them in pass in the pass defense, it's a one-on-one situation, and they're always in terrible spots. So it's 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 nearly impossible for them to force turnovers anyway. And in terms of forcing turnovers, let's say run game forcing fumbles, the run defense has been getting gashed. I mean, you know, Benjamin looked like a star today. He finished the game seven point seven yards per carry. That's embarrassing. Zach adds, Andy Dalton was also zero and eleven in primetime road games before this game, so either streak had a gift. Yep. Yep. He did. And we know which one gave. I can't even trust Mickey Loomis to get proper value from Michael Thomas or AK after the CJ trade. Yeah. And I see some people agreeing with you. Uh, and you're not wrong. You know, I think when I think of what you would get for them, and KT says, you, I don't think we would get what we're missing if we traded them. I think if you trade Kamara and Michael Thomas, you're, you're waving the white flag on like, this is a different era. And and we are approaching the new and and sometimes you got to do that, but I do agree in that regard that CD Deuce and this is different because I think teams would value Kamara Michael Thomas more than they would CD Deuce because CD Deuce was considered a slot corner now he's playing safety with the Eagles. You're not going to get great value though. Think about it. The, the Panthers said they wanted two first for McCaffrey. They settled for a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. Now that's still pretty good. That's a lot of picks, but it wasn't one first, and you wanted two, so. I think Kamara's value is probably a day two pick and maybe a late day three. And I think Michael Thomas's value right now with him not playing a lot, can you get more than a third round pick for him? I don't know if you can. Breaks my heart to say it. I think Michael Thomas is so fucking good and he's healthy. Like if Michael Thomas plays next week, I'm going to chalk him down for 60 yards and a touchdown. And I feel pretty good about it. And I think he will play before the trade deadline for you guys asking. I think he will play next week. Don't take it to the bank, but... I, th- I think he will play next week. But yeah, I, I don't think you would be able to get great value, you know? You know? And and I see KT saying that and, and agrees. And yeah, it it's it's really it's really unfortunate. KT says it's 1 a.m. and I can't sleep because I'm steaming. I'm not steaming, but I can't sleep either. Kind of have a headache to be honest, but I, you know, I'm hearing myself talk for about we've been going on for an hour and a half. Whew. Um yeah, so we'll see. Ike says paid into San Diego, but I mean, obviously you mean LA, but ugh, San Diego Chargers sounds so much better. So see some of you guys saying Sean paid into Dallas. Another person, Sean paid into Dallas. But 
Uh, more more Sean to Dallas. Look, Sean to Dallas, if he could just get Jerry Jones to shut up and just let him do his thing, I think that would be the best spot for him because he would have a ready-made defense with Dan Quinn running that show. Who might get a head coaching job again? Who knows? And you have a freak in Micah Parsons. I, I think he's the most unique defensive player in the, in the NFL. And you have an offense with a Dak Prescott, who I, I think the world of, I don't think Dak's an elite quarterback. I think Dak's a very good quarterback, though, with A-plus leadership traits, which makes him, I think, a quarterback you can win a Super Bowl with. With a C.D. Lamb, with a Michael Gallup, with a Dalton Schultz, Zeke is getting older, but Zeke's actually had a pretty decent season. Tony Pollard has really emerged as that, I would say, one-two punch with Zeke. That would be the best fit for him. I really do feel that way. But I think he's going to end up on the Chargers. I think for a plethora of reasons. I think that for starters, you're going to have the Chargers be desperate if they don't win you know, or make the playoffs this year. And, and Staley, I don't know if Staley's the guy. The Cowboys, look, the NFC's wide open. And I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win this year because I think the Cowboys really is going to be the, the, you know, the perennial choke artist team as of now. But if they make the playoffs and they make the NFC Championship game, let's just say they did. I don't think they get rid of Mike McCarthy. And I, I don't know if Sean wants to deal with Jerry Jones's bullshit. I really don't. So that's why I'm going Chargers, you know? Does anyone see a chance of this team competing in five years? Because I think we're on a steep downhill. Yeah, no, I think that's way too premature. Uh, and I know this is coming from a guy who just unloaded the clip on Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael and Mickey Loomis an hour and a half ago. But I think that's a little too steep. Now, can you say over the next year and a half, next two years, what is the vision for this team? I'm going to agree with you, but we saw in 2017, it's so hard to have that type of draft, but we saw one good draft and one good season and getting the morale of a team going again changes everything. And I say this as someone who is from New York, the Jets and the Giants have been perennial losers for the last six years, seven years, Jets even longer. And they are both winning right now. And you can see the culture shift. You can see the players start to buy in. And it's a beautiful thing. And, and it will eventually happen again for the Saints. This, this is not going to be something that's just going to be misery for the rest of our existences. But it will take some time. And I think that, you know, this team has to just do some soul searching. Because, it, you, you, you know, maybe they can still compete. But there's got to be a lot of changes that need to be made, right? We talked about it before. Players you wouldn't trade. That means the Saints got a lot of building blocks on this team. And that's a good thing, right? Lattimore, Ruiz, McCoy, uh, even AK if you want to keep him, Chris Olave. There are building blocks. But you got to make sure the other pieces around them are good. What made the Saints so good from 2017 to 2020, it wasn't so much the star power. And the star power was great. 1-53, to 53, that team had depth. In and out, people are missing the lineup. Someone steps up and makes a play. That, that is beautiful. A 1-53 to 53 that can handle adversity. And the Saints will get back to that one day. I, I don't think it'll be five years. I think it'll be shorter. So we'll just see if that happens. I think a, AK and MT and Marshawn should demand that Dennis Allen be fired. <laughs> That'd be so funny, honestly. If they just walked into the office like, hey, what's going on today? This guy's got to go. It's either us or him. So uh, it won't happen, but that'd be pretty funny. One hour and 30 minute pod, we down bad. Yes, indeed. We're down bad. Absolutely. Sorry for my dumbass take on bandwagon. It won't solve anything. Saints fan for life with a hint of extra pain. Good sprinkles there. <laughs> Look, man, being a Saints fan builds some character, you know? And it, it's good because when other shit in life goes south, it's like, man, how are you handling that so well? Dude, I'm a Saints fan. I got this. So, yeah. 
It's being reported Kamara addressed the team after the game. Well, I'm glad someone did. Their coach is still preaching the same old yeehaw bullshit for the last fucking, you know, two weeks. Two weeks, man. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I want to see how many more weeks the Saints can go of losing and Dennis Allen just keep going, man, we're almost there. We're right on the doorstep. We're going to turn this thing around. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how this guy continues to do the same thing. So I am glad if that's true that Kamara addressed the team. That's awesome because someone has to. And this season, the best way I could put it, it's a nosedive. It's a nosedive. And I don't know how they fix it. No 24-hour tweets. No Dennis Allen stupid comments. None of that can save this team. This, this team absolutely has to look in the mirror. And it's not easy, but see if they do. As a Saints and Lakers fan, rough night. Did the Lakers play tonight? I, that's pretty bad that I don't know that, right? I know they played on Tuesday. They got rocked, but what we got? Lake, ooh, Lakers, Clippers. Can I just say something about the Lakers real quick as someone who loves LeBron James? I know people are going to be like, oh, you know, some people are going to be pissed about that, that I like LeBron, but LeBron is my favorite athlete of all time. I feel like, you know, we talk about the, the Saints wasting people. I feel like we got LeBron just wasting in LA at this point. So I do feel bad for you about the Lakers Saints thing. Zeke says, I believe the Saints will win another Super Bowl in my lifetime. I do too. It's a law of averages. Now, look, maybe if, if we're not going to live our life to our fullest potential here, I do think we all will see another Super Bowl. Uh, at the same time, this world is going to shit so quickly that maybe we won't. So who knows? Uh, but I think that this team still, man, I'm not ready to kind of give up on, on where they could end up being. But I, I do think that it could be a while. I, I think that they missed the window. 2017 to 2020 was it. And the window closes. But the window opens up eventually. And, and I, you know, I'll take someone I mentioned, you know, growing up with 49ers family members. The 49ers had that year, the, the stretch with Harbaugh. They made the NFC Championship three straight times. They made the Super Bowl once during that three straight times. And then they went through an 8-8 eight eight year. Then they hired Jim Tom Sewell and they stunk. Then they hired Chip Kelly and they stunk. And they hired Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan in his second year, so about five, four, four or five years after, they you know ended up sticking with Chip Kelly and Tom Sula. They get to the Super Bowl again, and you could say whatever you want about Kyle Shanahan, but the Niners have found their coach in Shanahan, and and they feel comfortable with him. And I think for the Saints, once you find the right coach, everything falls into place. I mean, we talked about it with Sean. I mean, Sean comes to the the Saints, and we see we see how all of a sudden things change. So, you know, I, I do think the Saints will eventually win again. It'll take a while, though. And now I see you guys are talking about uh, Kat Terrell, talking about AK, who, by the way, Kat Terrell is, she's a sweetheart. She's one of the best. Um, let me let me pull up the tweet here, and, and I'll read it out loud. For those who didn't see it, but clearly you guys are ahead of me, which is pretty damn good. Traquan said, Alva Kamara addressed the team after the game and said they're not playing Saints football. He said it's the first time as a player, uh, players addressed the team in that manner, and it really meant a lot to him that Kamara stood up and did that. Kamara told the team, we've got to find our spot. This losing mentality, that's not Saints football. We're not used to it. We've got to really police ourselves, hold ourselves accountable, hold our teammates accountable. Smith said the team has always won, so losing isn't a feeling they're used to. So the team is not breaking apart. And they don't feel like the feeling. They don't like the feeling in their throat right now. He said it's frustrating because they're capable and have been in all their games. Mistakes are killer. I'm happy about that. You know, Alan McMurray's got the C on his chest, and that's how you kind of earn it. You know, but 
to this comment right here that Hassan just brought up, why the fuck does Alvin Kamara have to be the guy to tell the Saints that they got to look in the mirror? What, what does Dennis Allen get paid to do? And I know, again, people are going to be like, oh, here you go, coming at Dennis Allen again. But Alvin Kamara should not be the guy. And granted, I'm, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. He's got the captain badge on his chest. But really? Really? Your star running back's got to be the one that does it? This coaching staff, emotion's not everything. I kind of like when people are calm and collected and they have a good poker face. But all of them look like substitute teachers, man. Substitute teachers. And every damn fucking week, they prove us right, and it's so frustrating. I see KT just said something that just really just resonates here. Talk about not playing Saints football and not liking this feeling. DA was on the staff for all these winning years. Pete Carmichael on the staff. Chris Richard on the staff. Ryan Nielsen on the staff. Where are you when this team is imploding and this team is two and five? That your star running back has to come out and be the guy to say, kudos to you, Alvin Kamara. Kudos to you. But come on, man. Come on. And, and, and honestly, if you don't turn this around in the Raiders game, and I don't even know if they will, you, there's nothing else you can do to save season, right? This is how it usually goes, right? You have that, we got to win, sense of urgency type of game. If that goes south, okay. The next thing you cross off is the players only meeting or the players fired up speech, you know, something like that. And if you lose that one, the next bet is firing someone. I don't care who it is at this point. Fire me for all you have to. Fire someone, you know? There's no reason why it should get to this. So I'm very curious, and I was going to be curious anyway, but I'm very curious next week how they perform against the Raiders, who, by the way, another bad team. They have one win this year. If an Alvin Kamara speech to this team isn't enough, the next move is firing someone. God help you. If you drop to two and six, two and five is bad enough. And I, I see you guys talking about it. You know, it, it is really embarrassing. It is really embarrassing. And I, see, I see you guys talking about what did he learn working under Payton. I see you guys saying the coaching staff lost the swagger. Sean Payton had that swag. You can say whatever you want about Sean Payton. He had that swag for the games going around pumping up his guys, high-fiving all of his players, checking in on them. I don't see Dennis Allen doing that. I, I, I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does. But he sure as hell doesn't win. And that's the name of the game, right? That's the name of the game. He doesn't do much of that. VJ says, Drew, talk to the team. Yeah, and look, Drew could say whatever he wants, but he's not walking through the door to save them. And I, I think that at this point, the players are going to need to outperform and play to their potential because I don't think the coaches are going to put them in the best spots to succeed. They're going to need to win. And, and this is what scares me in certain leagues, especially basketball. I think talent trumps everything. Now the Pelicans are in a great spot where they have talent and they have a great head coach in Willie green. So that's just awesome. But I think of like the years LeBron's won championships. Do you really give LeBron's coaches credit? 
mean, Eric Spolster, I think, is a good coach, but do people really give Tyron Lue that much credit? Do people really give Frank Vogel that much credit? No, because people are all about player over coach. They dictate the game. Football's different. Football is all about coaching. And that's why I'm so scared. Like, talent-wise, there's still some pretty good players on this team. But, I, I you know, they got to do it all themselves. Seriously, man. It, you, you go from 1-0 to 2-5, and five, and now you guys say you've had enough of this losing feeling? I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I really don't. Jonathan says when Peyton left, I wanted him to bring in a fresh start. Don't leave Peyton's underlings out of this. Uh, how did Loomis even sign off on that? No true GM would. Look, like I said before, man, they're all so close, and that's what bothers me. You know, they all just thought they could just lose Sean Payton, plug in the replacement, and good, pack it up. It doesn't work that way, man. It does not work that way. This is the NFL. The NFL. Nothing is easy in this league. Nothing is easy in this league. You, you can't just hand it over to people and expect it to be fine. And and I'll tell you what really pisses me off. And I'm not saying he's going to be a head coach. The Saints interviewed Eric Bieniemy for like 12 hours. What during that 12 hours did you do? You knew you were hiring Dennis Allen anyway. It's wasting people's times, man. Wasting people's time. Anyone think Taysom should have gotten some time at QB today? Yes. Yes. Re, uh, Realm Feed says, it'll take an entire month of straight Ws just to break 500. I think I'm ready to write this season off, man. I don't blame you. Look, I'm I'm technically writing this season off in the sense that I do not think they will make the playoffs. But you guys know I'll be here for every game, tweeting it, streaming after, previewing it. You know, part of it's my job. Part of it's I love it. And I'll continue to do it. But to your point, Dennis Allen is the what does he even do meme? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I'm, I don't like to get political, but I remember there were tweets earlier this year. I think Joe Biden tweeted about gas prices. And he said how they have to get lowered. And I remember someone quote tweeting and goes, dude, you're the president. Figure it out. It reminds me of this where it's like Dennis Allen's probably looking around like, man, we got to fix this shit. And it's like, you're in charge. You're in charge, buddy. So, I mean, whew, to your point, Saints exercise nepotism too much. They do, man. They do. Sound says, I swear to God, Willie Green would have this team in a better spot than Dennis Allen. I'm not even joking. Willie Green is a leader of men. He speaks, everyone in the room shuts up. I saw an interview the other day, he was speaking to Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Garnett, I love KG, he's one of my favorite players I've ever watched ever. KG likes to yap, he didn't say anything, he just sat there and listened to Willie Green. And I was like, man, dude, when this guy speaks, literally everyone listens. So yeah, El Mendoza says, our next four games are Vegas, Baltimore, Pitt, and Rams, God help us. You know what's crazy about that? That seemed like a daunting schedule, the Raiders have one win. The Steelers have two wins. The Ravens have three, but they haven't looked great. And the Rams have three, and they haven't looked great. And yet, how many of those games do you expect the Saints to win? I kind of expect them to only win one of those games. The Raiders game, maybe, or the Steelers game. But even then, I, I do not feel great about those. So, yeah. Caden says, I ain't going to lie. I feel some reassurance after hearing AK speak to the team. Look, man, I'd love to. I'd love to. But... I, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I, I think that this team, I, I think that they still have a lot of issues. And I think that even if Kamara, you know, gave this motivational speech and got them on the right path, 
he's just a player. Like I love Kamara, but he's not calling the shots in terms of what plays they're running, what they're running in the red zone, you know, and that's what bothers me, right? Kamara has been mismanaged so much this season. And even if he comes out and has a speech, the speech should really be directed at the coaches. Like, dude, use me in the red zone. Cause you haven't been doing it much. I can't remember the last time the saints have doing, done a toss play. Uh, there, there was a time in the red zone. It's kind of a, you know, the box is stacked. And I was like, man, if they do a kind of toss play to the left, which they used to run with Camaro all the time back then, I think he can get in the end zone. They just ran it up the gut. Very elementary, very boring. They got one yard out of it. So, yeah. Large monkey on the Saints back is a lack of a first round pick. Is there really a remedy for this or do they just got to bite the damn bullet? The latter. I think I think it's the latter. Look, the remedy is you go on a run here and you start winning games. That's the remedy. Because even if you go like 8 and 9 and 8 and 9 was good enough to win the NFC South, right? Let's just spitball here and and just, you know, hypothetically just say that, you know? Why you know, at least that pick goes higher, right? If you're if you won the division hypothetically. But outside of that, I mean, it's a high pick. So you're just biting the bullet. Unless you guys think they're gonna win the division. If you guys think they're gonna win the division, go then let's go for it. But I, I don't know if they will. I really don't. What's stronger right now? Offense or defense? I think the offense is stronger. Just sad to say. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm at I think the offense is stronger. After this game, I already got my eyes on Caleb Williams for 2024. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you something, man. I, I I hate watching the Saints lose. But if you told me that they could get Caleb Williams in 2024, probably go through another year of losing for him. I think Caleb's awesome. I thought Caleb looked awesome last year in Oklahoma. I think he looks even better this year at USC. And, yeah, I you guys talk about tank for Caleb Williams. I'm not a fan of tanking, but I would allow it, especially if Dennis Allen's the head coach next year, because I don't think they would win much then anyway. So, AK spoke to the team, but we've only thrown him one screen this year, shaking my head. Man, screen game is dead. Used to be a stalwart of the Saints offense. Sproles, Bush, Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. No more screen game. It's gone. Very unfortunate. This team has uncoachable issue and uh, poor coaching. LOL, it's not going to get better. I don't think it is. But, uh, hey, delusion's a hell of a drug, ain't it? You know? It's funny to have previously preceded the Saints season. Uh, it's funny to have previously processed the Saints season, not going anywhere, and then watching people slowly believe the same. It's tough, man. It's tough. I, I thought they would be better than this. I really did. I thought this would be a 9 and eight or ten and seven team. I was really leading ten and seven. They're not. And by the way, just pulling in here, Cam Jordan tweeted, "It's on us, but we have the ability to be the solution." Hashtag twenty four hour rule. Hashtag who that? Let's see the quote tweets. I'm a sucker for them. Y'all probably need to let this shit soak in longer than twenty four hours. One person said. Someone said, "Learn how to tackle, bro." Another person said, first step is admitting." Proud of you. The other person said, "Stop talking to me." So, yeah, I mean, we knew the 24-hour tweets were coming. We knew it. Uh, you guys saying thanks. I actually turn it over. Thank you to you guys. I'm not streaming this long if you guys don't have awesome comments to say, you know. Um, so that's on you guys. So I appreciate you guys. But, I, you know, if you guys are going to say thank you, I say you're welcome. But really, it's thank you to you guys that you guys had a lot to talk about. I, I really do appreciate that. 
you guys talking about being a diehard fan and how this is the worst season in a while. It hurts, man. It, it's been a tough season. Is it even tanking if they just suck naturally? No, it's, it's just you suck, you know? Tanking is blatant. Tanking is blatant, intentional. If you just suck, you just suck. That's a good question. The Saints team makes Sean Payton look like the greatest coach of all time. It does, man. I think Sean Payton's legacy has taken like a huge boost from this season, man. A huge boost. Um, what the hell is with the coaches running away from what works? Cough, Shahid, cough. <laughs> Rashid Shahid is the only man in the world who could have like two touches for two touchdowns and yet doesn't really get the ball, man. Doesn't really get the ball. I, I don't understand it. And it's not like you have this high-flying offense right now with, you know, a bunch of receivers who are healthy. Michael Thomas is injured. Jarvis Landry is injured. Marcus Callaway dropped a fucking slant that turned into a pick six. Use Rashid Shahid. Use him. Call me Aries says, do you think AK is going to demand a trade since he's getting up in age for position and his team has pretty much stalled and declined? I don't think he will. I really don't. I think AK is really comfortable where he's at in New Orleans. Um, this is the first really bad season that he's ever had. And I, I don't think he will, especially after today. I think this is a situation where it's pretty cool, pretty clear that he had one of those, man, we got to figure this thing out. And I think that for, for him, he's, he plays too much a role here as a leader too. So I, I don't think he'll demand a trade. Now, could he get traded? That's a different story, but I don't think he'll demand one. Probably going to binge watch Breaking Bad and forget about the Saints this whole week and maybe better call Saul if we lose the next one too. <sighs> yeah, I I don't blame you. I don't I don't blame you. I, I got to I got to figure out something else to do this weekend. Watch some movies, catch up. Maybe I'll I said I was going to watch Black Adam on Black Adam on Monday. Maybe I'll watch Black Adam on on Sunday or something. I I don't know. Been trying to watch some movies the last couple of weeks and there's actually a Netflix show, some creepy Netflix show called The Watcher. I think I'll watch that maybe. You know, uh, yeah, I got some stuff to catch up on. Need a QB and a head coach. Yes, sir. Jonathan, you are, you are damn right. Uh, and to your point, I'm going to double down because you have another comment here. Why don't we use Taysom Hill more than we do? I think they should, man. I think they should. I, I really, really think that Taysom Hill should get more usage and different ways. They're not using him in a multitude of ways, and it's, it's very frustrating. Just so glad this fucking Andy Dalton and James bullshit this fan base was trying to push is put to bed. Dude, I'm going to be real with you guys. The hardest part about this, this offseason was like dealing with all the Jameis, Andy Dalton stuff. Cause like deep down, I was like, well, obviously my preference was Jameis, but deep down, I was like, I really don't think either one of these guys is going to be a future. But if you mention that, Saints fans would lose their shit because everyone had an agenda to push. And my agenda is win. That that's my agenda. Hence why I'd want Jameis to start. But not once did I think they were going to be a franchise guy for them because a Andy Dalton at this point is a either lower third starter or upper half backup. And Jameis Winston's kind of like a bridge quarterback at this point. And I think for the saints, they kind of proved it when they went after Deshaun Watson, that Jameis wasn't someone they were in love with. They liked Jameis, but they didn't love him. So it was just so kind of frustrating getting through everyone pushing these agendas left and right. Even tonight, I saw some people pushing an agenda about, you know, oh, Andy Dalton was struggling and you guys said Jameis was the problem. Jameis was not the only problem. Jameis was a symptom of the problem. The main problem is coaching and and bad situational football. And whether it's Jameis or Andy Dalton, you're now seeing them become symptoms of the problem, you know? 
Am I crazy to think Lattimore would have changed the outcome of these past two games? He would have neutralized Chase and Hop, in my opinion. He could have. He could have. He's good enough. I, I will say this, though, about Lattimore. I think that the Saints are making such huge mistakes that it's like Lattimore would have made a difference, but is Lattimore good enough to overcome the ineptitude of other plays, you know? I think of the, the Bengals game. Yeah, maybe he does shut down Jamar Chase, and maybe that is it. But how many guys missed tackles in the Bengals game that shouldn't have happened? How many red zone drives stalled in that game? Blake Gillikin shaking a punt. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore can't save that. So I, I agree. As for this one, he would have done a better job on hop than what they had, and that would have allowed everything to trickle down. But even then, two pick sixes, <laughs> game was over. Game was over then, you know? And, and Marshawn can't do anything about that part. Can Jameis be the be that guy after what we saw last year before he got hurt? I still got faith. Uh, maybe, but the Saints need to be more than that. That's that's what's what's really, really frustrating. I always said the Saints' best version was going to be great defense and Jameis Winston being a game manager with very high upside. And unfortunately, kind of like with the way the Saints have played, they're going to need him to be an explosive quarterback. And he could do that. Jameis is explosive. But just understand, you're going to get the bad with the good. And the bad with the good can happen if your defense is elite. But the Saints don't have elite defense anymore. I said it earlier this week. The Saints are in the bottom third of the league in scoring defense. And after tonight, that number is going to plummet towards the bottom. They're going to be with the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks. And that's, that's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. KT says, COD campaign drop. My weekend is booked. So is Kyler Murray's. Big win against the Saints. Now Kyler Murray's going to binge play Call of Duty for sure. But no, that's cool though. I hope I hope anyone playing COD this week enjoys it. I don't, I don't play Call of Duty anymore, but it used to be an awesome game. Give me like the OG Modern Warfare 2 or World at War. Those are, those are my go-tos, you know? KT also said, Watcher is trippy. Yeah, I want to see it, man. The cast looked really good. The trailer looked really good. See you guys talking about it being, you know, highly recommend. I'll check it out. I'll I'll definitely check it out. It's something that's been on my list. I'm very bad with watching shows. I'm very good with watching movies. I watch at least like five movies a week, maybe maybe even more on a good week. I do not watch a lot of shows. I'm so bad with shows. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll get around to that. Speaking of injuries, to me, do the Saints suffer more injuries than a lot of teams? Uh, they do. Some of it's bad luck. Some of it was conditioning. This year's just injuries that can't be fixed, you know? Sorry if you went over this earlier, but we're in agreement that Jameis should start from now on. Yes, yes, Jameis should absolutely start uh, from now on. I, I, I don't even think that should be a question at this point. Do we try to get a quarterback next year and run it back with DA or fire him and change it up? I'm for the latter. Don't think the Saints will do the same, though, but I'm for the latter. I, I think that Dennis Allen, I just, I just don't think he's a head coach. I really don't think he's a head coach. Going to the positive, Olave is the top receiver in the draft. Can't remember if that's who we traded our first for. Definitely not just a deep threat. Yeah, he is. I don't remember how it went down with the whole breakdown of Olave and Penning. I think technically Olave is part of the Eagles trade, and then they moved up even further to secure him, and Olave has been great. So your point, Jonathan, it is a positive. He's awesome. The downside is if that pick could end up being a quarterback the Saints could have taken, that ends up being elite. You know, that that's the downside. Time will answer that story, but Trevor Penning's a big factor of it. If Trevor Penning ends up being a really good offensive tackle, the trade doesn't sting as much. It really doesn't. So we'll kind of see that happens. Bright side, at least we didn't trade for Russ. Dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. The Saints were losing games, and their quarterback was coming up to the, the stage and saying, Saints country, let's ride, or who that nation, let's ride, after every loss. I would, 
fucking start screaming on this podcast just like a lunatic. I just start screaming, man. Do my rant after my exams tonight. Well, first, good luck on the exams, and second, hell yeah, we all got we all got a rant. Let it out. Dude should have never let C.J. Gardner Johnson walk. He had two picks last week against the Cowboys. Yeah, you're right about about that, Jonathan. Guess what? Saints have one pick as a team. One pick as a team. What's going to happen with MT? I low-key think we should trade him and sign Odell so we get some draft picks. I don't hate that idea, but I don't know if anyone's going to trade for Michael Thomas, and I don't think Odell's going to want to sign with the Saints. I think Odell's going to go to either the Bills or the Chiefs. Call that a front-running move. I don't care. I think that just makes a lot of sense for him. So that's kind of where I think he ends up going. The only thing I have hope for is that this is a sign to change things up. No more Breeze or Payton. It's fine to change things around and realize they're not there anymore. I agree with that, Drew. And I think that's a really important part, and that's what I think the Saints missed. I think they're trying to kind of keep that magic together, and it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. The NFL's always changing. The league's always evolving, and I think the Saints try to keep things the status quo, and it didn't work. Maybe they hired DA just until Sean Payton come back. Maybe there's something happening behind closed, closed doors. He's not coming back. I love it, but he's not coming back. He said OBJ is looking to go to the Vikings. I saw that video. Someone said it was an old video, but it would be OBJ, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. That'd be that'd be electric. I want us to run an Eagles-style offense with Taysom in the Hurts role, Kamara in the Sanders role, and Olave in the AJ Brown role. That's my dream. Look, man, it's not a terrible idea, but Hurts is better than Taysom, in my opinion. Uh, AJ right now is better than Olave, but Olave is awesome. And I just don't think the Saints have the coaching staff to run it. It's not a bad idea, but I don't know if they have the coaching staff that can run that. The fact DA said, Andy, keep doing what you're doing after two pick sixes. Maybe you want to throw the nearest thing. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to end it on that note because we are approaching two hours. You guys have been fucking fantastic. And I think you guys, just like me, should all get some sleep tonight if you can. Uh, it, this has been a really frustrating Thursday night. The Saints played like absolute dog shit on primetime television and wet the bed. And I don't know if they will fix what's going on. And I will have to clip up my rant earlier in the, in the podcast about Dennis Allen and Pete Carmack on what they did wrong. And I will, and I'll save that for later. But I think that we're going to end it here because we should all get some rest because the worst thing in the world would be if we all have miserable Fridays because the saints kept up, kept, kept us up late. That would be a shame. So I'm going to end it here. I'm going to thank you guys, as always, for commenting and leaving everything you guys did. You guys are so awesome. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and obviously, let me, guys, you know, let me know in the chat if you guys want me to do a Monday stream. I'll do a Monday stream. We could kind of assess the Raiders week and what's going to happen next. So if you guys want me to do a stream on Monday, we definitely can. Um, and I can have you guys kind of dictate the topics. Like I've been saying for a while, that's kind of what I want to do. Have you guys bring out the topics and we'll pick the best topics and go from there. But as far as this stream is concerned, Saints are two and five. I need some sleep. You need some sleep. We all need some fucking relief from this team. And we all need a good weekend. Let's have a good weekend. Let's have let's definitely have a fun weekend and get over it. So we'll see what happens. I'll probably talk to you guys on Monday when we do another stream, but that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast.